I'll I'll tell you what happened. Twitter you know, locked me out of my fucking account, so I had to I had to reset my password. And then I turn on the goddamn computer, and what for whatever fucking reason, my mic's not working. It's, it's one of Windows the 10. Windows 10. Do you have a Windows 10 machine? Yes. Oh, well, there you yes, go. I, do. I don't know oh, why. How's I... my audio? Am I coming a little hot? Or are you? You sound fine to me. Am I too okay, hot? You're a, little, you're a little hot. You're a little hot. I don't know if you want to turn your, your gain down or what. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. How's that? Is that better? It's a little better. Yeah, I mean, I'll just turn my volume down. Uh, no, life, uh, you know how we have this theory that we're not atheists, uh, nor are we necessarily agnostics. We do believe there's a God out there, but we are both uh, firmly in the camp that he's a prick. He's yeah. not outright evil, but he's just a cock. I mean, we're kind of in the, like, he likes to fuck with people, right? He's a big, giant penis. He's yes. a big, giant, yes. And <clears throat> I think today, it was just you and I having these audio troubles and then Twitter <laughs> kicking you. I'm like, yeah, he's there. This <laughs> is a sign from God that he's there, and he's just shoving his finger up our ass. And well, the day yeah. has been just like this, where life has been giving me blue balls the entire fucking time, where we're, we're so close to to attaining achievement or and, and then oh, oh there's this little thing that'll prevent it like oh we're only oh no no the audio don't work or this I'm, i finally get oh no the toilet doesn't flush and it's been like that the entire fucking day where i'm almost there i'm almost gonna get laid and then the girl squirms or she hinges her bra back up and it's like the ninth grade all over again you know it's just fuck it it's just fuck it yeah, I, I even tried to get the is my is my audio fine still? It's fine now. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm trying something a little different with the mics here too. Because I really like the last time I was on with you, you yeah. sounded great. And I sounded like I was in, I don't know, a porta potty or something. So I'm trying something a little different this time. Who but, knows uh, what it is? Who knows? <laughs> but I I you know, I just got back from work a half an hour ago. Not mm. even a half an hour ago. So I had to quick mic myself a sandwich. I made mm -hmm. myself a sandwich. What? Uh, right? Where's Mrs. DT? What the fuck? Mrs. DT and the kids were not home, are still not home. They're uh -huh. not back yet from their little thing that they needed to attend. And uh, so I'm making myself a sandwich. I'm trying to start the fire. So the fire is going for tonight. And it's not starting that great. And See, then I God's out to get us. He's out to get us. He's blue balling us, man. I rush in here to get the computer going because I know, oh, I better check task manager now. You know, because because I know what happens, what happens every time. No, it's it's good. It's good for now. But uh, I wanted to get the computer going and get everything going. I look at the clock. It's seven o'clock. I'm like, shit, Aaron's going to be pissed. He said seven DST. I've learned. Hey, you'd be proud of me, man. I, I came up with an epiphany one day where I had to hike. I had to lift weights. I had to do this stupid Fitbit competition against Atham and Marcus. Then I had a right to that. And I just realized like for the past two years, I've just been not miserable, but certainly not happy. You know, it, it is a, like the amount of tasks I have taken on. And I, and, and I was faced with this, this choice, you know, do I finish this post? I've been meaning to write for like three weeks and been procrastinating or do I go out and enjoy the freaking day? And it dawned on me that if I keep going this way, I'll never be happy. 
you know, like I have this great, truly flexible life, but I have such high standards of performance that I never actually get to enjoy the relaxation. Right, right. And so, <laughs> and so I've, I made a policy, executive policy decision. Um, I'm doing shit that I want to do. I, I don't care if that lowers my production by 90, uh, I'm sorry, by 10%, I only get 90% done. But if I feel like hiking, I'll go hike. If I feel like doing this, I'll go do that. If I don't feel like I'm not going to write. And uh, today I, I felt, I didn't feel like going to the gym. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do some walking, get the treadmill in. And then I felt like lifting weights. So then I lifted some weights. Uh, but I have, I have learned to let go a lot. And I'm really trying not to give a fuck anymore. Not that I'm going to go off the deep end and join a hippie commune or start doing pot, but I'm not letting things like that get to me. Because I've let me ask you this. Well, it's got to be tough for you. I mean, I'll I'll just comment on what you've said because ever since I've known you, you're you're kind of a go 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 type of guy, right? Right. And That's I'm kind of a eh. I just want to hang out. Eh, come come watch a movie or whatever you know that's that's me i'm just i'm almost too even keel laid back and uh you're very let's go let's go let's go let's go and um so yeah a mix between us two is probably the happy medium it's probably that the the golden mean of right. uh of of yeah i think i think their amplitude or whatever you want to call it yeah, I think you sort of obsess about being productive and and getting shit done and things like that. And I love to get shit done too, but I've got to have me time as well. I've got to have that downtime. I've got to have that relaxation time. So yeah, I I think I think if we hang out more in South Dakota, yeah, I will I will show you the ways of DT. And oh, just I've been relaxing, I've, baby. <laughs> I have. Well, that's the thing is I it's intense in both capacities. Like if I'm working, I'm working, but then mm -hmm. if I'm having fun, I'm having fun. I mean, it is like balls to the wall to the point that it's like, okay, I'm going to do a 25 mile hike. That's not exactly relaxing. No, no, it's not. You know, there's no sitting in. And what I've realized is yes, I can, I can condense all the work into some intense eight hour pieces of labor, freeing up 16 hours to go ride a motorcycle. But no one in the real world is at either of those extremes. No, either no. In, in enjoying life to the extreme or working to the extreme, nobody's there. And right, then exactly. when it comes when it comes to interacting with people or doing that, I just gotta realize no one's gonna operate at my speed. No one. Right. And I've just, I've just kind of accepted and instead of fighting it, which is the insanity, like, why the fuck are you people doing this? Like I was looking at the GF one time. I'm like, we really ought to do X. And what I, what I got it, what I got to say is I want you to do X right fucking now and don't <laughs> ask me any questions. And if that's I'm, your expectation. Yeah. That's my expectation. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. You're gonna be, otherwise you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll sit and brew. I'm like, what the fuck did I, I got to remember? Like, no, no, I got to say, dear, do activity X now. And, and, you know, not like, yeah, we really ought to do that. Because when someone says, hey, Aaron, we really ought to do this. I'll say, yeah, we really ought to do that. And I'm on it and it's done. You're, you're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, that, Aaron's not the type of the guy, a guy that goes um, the standard, oh, we should get together sometime. And then you never get together. I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. You included probably, Aaron. But I don't know that you've ever, you've probably never said that. You know, it's like you're in conversation and, and 
it's okay and the and the and the person you're talking to is okay but and you say yeah we should get together sometime and you don't ever intend to get together mm-hmm. you just kind of are saying it just to i don't know make that person feel good or make I've, the I've never said that uh uh i don't want to say dishonestly or um to make somebody feel better with uh, false intentions so i say yeah we should get together that means to me yes yeah. we should get together we should get together <laughs> yeah and I never say it maliciously or falsely. I think I think no. a lot of people in conversation are like, "Yeah, we should get together," and then life gets in the way, and you just kind of, eh, "I'd rather sit in the basement and watch Netflix." See, but that's <laughs> that's what I that's what I don't get is I'm all about compressing time. Um, and uh, one of these days I will write a book about the economics of time. And time travel is not possible, but if you look at the purpose and value, the main reason to live, in my estimation anyway, is to have the maximum amount of highest percentage of your life spent doing what you want, your free time, to mm-hmm. maximize the amount of free time that you have. And once you figure out this, seconds don't really matter anymore. It's it's how much work can I get done per seconds or per unit of time. So that frees up more time. So it's like warping or condensing all your chores, all the work you have to do, all the chores, the 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 um, work, the labor, the toil. If you get it done now or you compress it into the first two days of the work week and you're done, that then frees up the rest of your time to be free and do what you want. Most people will amortize that out over a uh, a 40-hour work week, over five days. There'll be a lot of stops and trips to the co- uh, to a water cooler. I'm going to get coffee. Oh, let's talk to Bob over in accounting. Oh, let's go for an hour and a half lunch. I'm like, what the fucking hell is wrong with you people? Get it done now. And then you got a, a, a six-day weekend or a five-day week. And I now I know everyone wants you to come in. And, uh, employers want you to come in five days a week. But ju- even in your home chores and, you know, like, uh, I got I got the oil changed in the truck. I got the oil changed on a motorcycle. Uh, the plumber's coming in on the to- for the toilet because I tried to snake it. It didn't work. There's something wrong with the pressure of the uh, regulator. Uh, it's get this all done now. So not only do you have free time and a maximum amount of it until the next round of work inevitably shows up at your doorstep and in your email box, but there is an efficiency in economies to scale. Like, what can you really do with a weekday, with a weekend, two days? All right, Saturday you got to recoup from all the work, yeah. or maybe you drink yourself silly. Uh, silly Sunday, okay, maybe you get some afternoon chores done, and then you just rest up again because you got to go back to work. Yeah, uh, ever can't... since I went back to work uh, five days a week and only having the two day weekend, they just go by way too fast. Mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in the stage now where the every day of the week I wake up and I'm like, oh okay, like today I woke up and I'm like, oh it's Tuesday. I only have <laughs> to wake up three more times. <laughs> that's and that's how and so I'm just it is sort of that that what's the song? Everybody's working for the weekend or whatever, and it's true. But you're right. I I think people are running at about 50% tops at work. Tops. Maybe tops. not even 50. It could be 25%. And um and yeah, they're just filling the time cuz they need cuz we're paid per hour. It's a 40-hour work week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they need that money. They the, it's the it's oh, I I need to make money. So 
basically, I think most people are basically filling time until they die. That's basically what they that, do. That really is what it is. Yeah. What was it? Tim Ferriss that wrote the four-hour work week. I don't know, but I would I, say four-hour work or four-hour or four-day. No, four-hour work week. Oh, four-hour. Yeah. I think that's. I don't the know. Title. <laughs> I don't know if you could get it all done in four hours. I think but. you absolutely could, and I think because <laughs> people keep the irony or the paradox. Hey, have you read this? This guy's just like you. It's like why would I read a guy that's just like me? I'm fully cognizant and aware of me and my philosophies. I, the last thing I want to read is a guy who thinks exactly like me. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want to rather be doing something else. But I think this guy, uh, this is the one that went on all these escapades and maybe somebody in the chat room can elaborate, but he became like the, the Brazilian jujitsu champion, although it was kind of a, huh. a underhanded way. And he did this and he did that. And I think his book is called the four hour work week. And yeah. uh, four hours, may, maybe you need eight, but um, I could probably, if I wanted to, uh, you know, if I didn't want to uh, save up adequate funds for retirement and, you know, err on the side of caution or buy property overseas, I could easily get by on an eight hour work week, uh, get it all done in one day, pack it in, and then just have the remaining six days off because it, it's, it's definitely possible. And of course, it requires self-employment. It requires a job. Yeah, you can't have other people uh, messing no. that up because there's no way you could get done what you need to get done in four hours a week if if you're working with other people because oh God, just, I kill them. I just it, it just can't. They you know they would have to join you in that in a, in that efficiency of getting right. shit done as quick as you can. And it, yeah, it, it just if you got to bring other people along and you got to get buy in from people and. And, you know, get to have your boss say, yep, looks good and get reviewed and get quality control and all that kind of stuff. Four hours just isn't going to cut it. But I will say that when I was working 20 hours a week, that was perfect. That was what perfect. Do, five like hours a day, five hours a day for four days. Mm -hmm. I was hugely productive. I saved the company a bunch of money, actually. Oh, I bet. And I bet. because I was there when I was there, I was there to work. I wasn't fucking around. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I bet you. Yeah, that's why I said 50% tops is, you know, 20 hours a week tops. That's what people need to actually get their work done. The rest of it is fucking around. And why I, would you want to fuck around at work with people that, I mean, what? Be home with your family. Putz around on your house. You're, fix that, shit. Hey, you're starting yeah. to think like everyone's like you or me. For God's sake, they're all a bunch of inferior pieces of ordinary, normie, conformy shit. Right. These right. people, especially the younger generations, they they got they think work is life, they think that right, is yeah. their family. Yeah, I mean, so and you're assuming what was your IQ one forty something? Not to keep going uh, back to the IQ thing, but we got to remind ourselves that I everybody here listen. That shows my IQ. I can't remember what it was. I I know it's high, but I don't I don't really care. I guess about the number. No, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying it's an issue of like pride or or accomplishment. What I'm saying is. People with a high IQ can get their shit done. There wasn't one job I ever worked in my entire profession in banking where I couldn't have done all my work in two hours a day. Not one. Right. Even in busy season, it was only two hours a day. And that was at the tops. You know, that was tops. Um, yeah. Normal people, they, they, they don't get it done as quick. Normal people also are simply distracted. They cannot set aside their um, desire to be entertained or distracted. 
to really focus and hone on work. Uh, right. you know, th those days back in college where it's like, man, I got a final coming up and you just cram. Most normies, most people are not capable of cramming. Now they can still get their work done, I'd say, in four hours a day, no doubt. But the smarter that you are, and if you could just fuck, uh, fucking focus and pay attention, you could easily, most people could get their jobs done in about two to three hours a day. I've had to really um, step back and just kind of, oh, okay, this if this is how it's going to work here, this is how it's going to work. And uh, all I can say is that I'm I work for a government agency, mm. and uh, it's everything you think it is. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> if you think the private sector is bad, oh my god, government! I was just in a meeting this morning, and and one of my coworkers comes up to me and says, "Are you going to this meeting?" And I'm like, "Well, I wasn't planning on it." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you probably should go because blah 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 reasons." So I so I go to the meeting and the room it's like a double room full of people. Uh-huh. And I don't know what 80% of them are there for. It's like is this really the most efficient way to go about this process is having this meeting where everybody's blocked out, you know, an hour or two of time to sit in this meeting and just sit there. <laughs> What, not, did you even have to go to the meeting in the end or was it a complete I don't I think time? I think I could have got the information in about 5 minutes maybe with the you know a phone call or or something like a that a memo but a detailed it, email it, Yeah it's just it's it's everything it's a, it's everything and worse I guess than I thought it would be and and I mean the people pe people are okay I mean pretty much everywhere you go I mean people are okay I mean they're not they're not necessarily evil. They're not necessarily good. They're just kind of like you say, normies, right? Uh -huh. They're sort of trying their best. They're sort of gaming the system. Um, they sort of have the right perspective. They sort of don't. They're just kind of cheap, right? M-E-H. They're lumber. Or, they're commodities. Yeah. yeah. And there's and there's the few that really kick ass that make everything run. Mm -hmm. And then there's everybody else that just kind of is along for the ride. And you wonder... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the estimate is for the private sector on what what uh, what it takes or how many people are actually making the company run. I think it's what twenty percent. About what's that, the best yeah. ep estimate that the people that are like irreplaceable, they just they they're the ones that make it happen, and everything else is just kind of make work. Uh, government yeah. government, I think, would be worse than that. Maybe half it of that, maybe ten percent. I th I think the government government employ uh, uh, the mandate of government is different than a mandate of a for profit corporation mm -hmm. or the private sector. So I would say the people themselves are not much different because uh, you're pulling from the same labor pool. Unless you're go I could see where your government we're going to do total affirmative action. Okay, now you're you're pulling. Oh, you're not qualified, but you have the right colored skin or the right colored plumbing, right. or you imagine that you're a you're a, a Bulbasaur sexual. Okay, There's come on, plenty of that. There's right. Okay. So, <laughs> so you got you got the circus and those guys are yet that that yet that that yeah. So you can write that off. But I'd say the remainder of the the labor pool is just as productive as the private sector. Uh, the problem is that government, uh, I'd say, it come in from management or the deputy secretary or whatever. Those people at the top, there's no hustle, there's no top down efficiency. Like we got to get this product out by this time. 
Um, and heck, we've known other people to work in the government. And and heck, we knew a guy where they had meetings about meetings. He actually right. had meetings <laughs> about meetings. Yeah, yeah. And he just sat there. He's like, no, playing on my phone. Don't care. Well, I heard somebody put it correctly, I think, and I never really thought about it this way, is that government has a vested interest in making sure there's lots of employees because the employees contribute to the pension system. And so there you go. You know, well, or, or I, I, you need a certain amount of people underneath you to move up into uh, managerial positions and state and local. I can see that the federal government, they just print off more money. Right. And that's really what they do. Well, so I, they probably think they probably think that they can't do that. You know, they're like, well, we need to have a lot of people contributing so that we can. So that I think, I don't, I think they okay. want to keep the Ponzi going. <laughs> maybe, maybe at the highest echelons of government, there might be someone that couth about economics and finance to think that. But your average person, heck, not even your regular good employee work doesn't know about underfunded pensions. They really don't think. I don't, I don't think they. Uh, well, they don't want to. If they look into it, probably scares the shit out of them. So right, but I, I don't think most people understand pension financing to begin with. You know, uh, yeah. uh, what is it? Projected benefit obligation, verified benefit obligation, and uh, was it PBO, VBO, ABO? Actual? Uh, it's something. It's so long since I took that in. Class. I mean, Jimmy Stewart talked about frank, fractional reserve banking, and it's a wonderful life, and that sort of applies to pensions and everything. That you know, I think a lot of people, Social Security, a lot of people think, well, I'm putting my money into it, and I deserve to get it back. Well, no, your money immediately goes out <laughs> in the pension system. Your money immediately goes out. It's not. It's not sitting somewhere in an account. And in fact, when my mom died, um, my dad was a government employee. And so she, when they got divorced, she got a part of his pension mm -hmm. and they just figure it out. They just, well, this is what the cash value is. Here you go. And I'm like, well, can I see some calculations or something? Mm. Nope. This is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no transparency at all with that shit. I, I know a guy who worked for the teacher union or uh, he didn't work for the union. He was a teacher and they had to contribute to the teacher, blah, blah, blah. So in this particular state or county or whatever, um, like it was mandated something like eight or 10% of your money had to go to the union uh, pension. And then when he quit, uh -huh. uh, oh no, you can't get it. But there's like this cash out thing and they made it hell for this guy to get his cash out option. Oh, and really? when he finally got it, I think it was less than what he actually contributed. Like there had been <laughs> no growth. I'm like, fuck you teachers. <laughs> fuck you teachers and all your fucking things and you think you're just gonna get your pension and oh it's so hard being a teacher i was just like i love it i love it when the left eats their own like when the slightly bigger liberal eats the littler liberal i just love that there was a hole in the piggy bank that's what they oh there just there was a hole it fell out just when, when Hillary, when Hillary eats Bernie, when the Democrat National Committee eats the rest of the Democrat voters, I love it. You guys just oh, yeah. like get screwed. It's it's great. But back to me to kind of letting go, and that that kind of um, springboards off what you were just saying. There is that you do have to kind of you in the position where I'm in. It's like I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to be helpful. I'm trying to say, hey, you need some help here. You need some help there. But at some point you go, okay, I've done my due diligence in trying to be productive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fucking read Nietzsche now. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you try, you try to, you, and 
you can't you can't fight it. You, it's kind of a when in Rome thing, right? It's right. A, sort of an enjoy the decline thing. It's sort of a why are what why are you trying to be something that you can't be in this scenario or in this job, in this country, in this society, whatever? You're you're not going to be allowed to be that because, like you were just saying before, you want to hey, let's go do something, and people are like, nah, not really. I don't really want to. This, this is <laughs> you a can't very... force it. You got to let go. Yeah. This is a very important lesson. I mean, this is the older brother podcast, and this would be a very important lesson to any younger brothers or sisters listening. Um, and I don't know about UDT, but when I was a kid, you know, I was, what's how old are you in seventh grade? 12, 13? 13 yeah, I don't, the math is hard. Okay. So I think, <laughs> I think I was 12 or 13. I was working my first job when I was at a, at a landscaping um, greenhouse place where we're putting in. It was like an assembly line. You're just pushing these trays of pots through a manure mixer that would mix the right amount of manure and uh, mud and gravel and styrofoam to make geraniums or poinsettias or whatever. And it was mm -hmm. physically demanding laborious work, but it was factory. It was production. It was an, an actual assembly line. And the eight-hour workday and the concept of shifts make complete and total sense Yes. Uh, when you're in a production like environment, okay, we got we're gonna have uh, you know labor can work eight hours uh, a day. Uh, we got to queue up the machinery. We got to set it all up, and then okay, let's run a bunch of batch, run a bunch of batch, and so there is enough work. <clears throat> technically, there's unlimited work, but you do it in batches of eight hours. So you, when I was working as a kid, you were used to you are always working. If you're not working, you're sloughing off because you're not filling the pots with the right seeds or the right dirt or whatever. You're not putting enough cups in the tray and, and so forth. And then when I went to work in services, specifically banking, I was under the – and, and security was kind of the same thing. It's like you got patrol, patrol, patrol. There was always work to do. <clears throat> then right. when you get to an office setting where it's a service, you can only do as much work as much as your boss gives you and – and you have all the tools and information to do it. Right. And what a lot of you youngins out there are going to realize are already, maybe you have a great work ethic and you feel bad because there's no work to do or you've ran into a bottleneck or you don't have the resources to do it or you're waiting on Bob from accounting to get the information you need. You got to realize that the service world is not that efficient. It is waiting on people. And what's the number one cause of all villainy, evil, stupidity, and things that have gone wrong in the world, DT? I'm guessing. I'm just, that's a wild ass What do I guess. hate the most yet love the most? A wild ass guess. It's people. People. <laughs> Fucking people. Humans. Human humans. beings. Human beings. <laughs> Not human doings. They're, they're human sittings. They're human existings. It's just all they do. And what you're going to find out is in services, um, you got you to gotta let that go. Like if you're not, you're not going to be occupied. If you're going to be, and again, not kissing everybody's ass here, but if you're listening to this show, you're probably smarter than the average bear. You can expect to actually be working no more than a third of the hours you're supposed to be. And the rest of it is waiting for, for Amy and, and uh, inventory to get you this. The rest is waiting for your boss to give you the go ahead for that. I even remember some of my bosses say, we don't want you selling any loans or going out into the, into the public just yet. Just hold on. I'm like, okay. And then they <laughs> never got back to me for the right. remaining eight months. And, and, and you just got to realize that these people are just as dumb 
if not dumber than you are, and they are very poor managers of time, very poor time yeah. management skills. And all it is is conformity. And then if you start like trying to work harder, you try and start doing this, or you hound your boss for that information you need, then you start rocking the boat. Now, to intelligent people, you might say, well, that's good. We got hustle. No, 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 no. Right. You're going to make them look bad. Yep. It's not even that. You're, you're bothering them. Yeah. You're bothering them. They don't want to do that. Don't worry. You'll get. And so then you just sit there and as the wise word of DT, go read some Nietzsche. Yeah, I would go. say that the best thing you can do if you've got downtime, because inevitably, even if you're only working 20 hours a week for real, for reals, mm -hmm. and the rest is, you know, fucking around time, there's going to come that moment where your asshole boss comes up to your cube and goes, I need this now, right? And mm -hmm. then you have to be efficient because, well, I've got a meeting and... 20 minutes. I need this now. And so if you can predict, if you can kind of do work that you know is coming and kind of lay the groundwork for it or whatever, get some stuff done that you know of it, even if you're not told to do it, you know, it's eventually going to happen. You'll be ready and you won't have to tear your hair out of your head when your boss comes and, and puts all the pressure on you. So right. it's always try to make your life easier at work, whatever you, you can do to make your life easier do it and yep. and the rest and the rest only do what what you're asked to do but it'll be different in different workplaces some i suppose there's some workplaces where that never happens where it's never the oh we got to get this done right now um but i i imagine most places are like that and i've had a few instances in this job where i've done things that i wasn't asked to do and all of a sudden it came up even even in government work, sometimes things come up where, man, we got to get get this done right now or else, you know, we're not going to meet this deadline or we're not or some some laws being changed or whatever that we need to get on. We need to have this in before that law is changed. And and so if you've got that done, then then all of a sudden you look like a fucking hero. And all you really did was look out for yourself. I, I would say there's not going to be a job you'll run into. Unless it is a real true hustle and shake shop, which has its own benefits because then you're on fire, man. Then you're firing on all pistons. It's great. There's production. You feel like you accomplished something at the end of the day. For the remaining 99% of the job you guys are going to run out there in the white-collar world, you will have more than enough time to cross every T, dot every I, and just yeah. sit there and twiddle your thumbs so that when a crisis does come in, you flip a couple switches, and then the product of the report is done. Yep. And I mean, I had such great dental health working uh office jobs because i'd be so bored and so caught up with everything i go floss my teeth and brush my teeth twice a day because <laughs> it's just like why well, I, I ate well i go bro oh i had some coffee maybe i'll brush my teeth again i've had really I've had, teeth i've had the job where it's like huh i feel like i have to kind of take a shit i might <laughs> as well go take a shit <laughs> i've I had got, those jobs i got great you're totally oh, regular you're regular yeah. all the time. <laughs> I'd go pee eight times a day just because eh, it's about two ounces in there. There's a little drip, 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 drip. It's you know, something to do. Something to do. <laughs> hey, little Aaron. How you doing, pal? Hey, big A. What's going on? Okay, got to tuck you back in. Bye. An hour later, let's go pee again because it's there. It's... <laughs> What's funny is the younger people, they think, like, is it really that bad? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, is. <laughs> it totally <I'll>, is. <laughs> although I will, I will say this: I've been starting to see 
you know, my on my radar screen. I'm seeing a lot of our generation uh, doing away with this baby boomer bullshit um, and being a little bit more relaxed. Like, yeah, you ain't got work to do. You can go home. Uh, you can work from home. We don't want you here. A lot of telecommunities getting more popular. And I forgot where it was, but it was an article. Maybe it was Inc. or something that said what I said 10 years ago is that th there's no reason to have cubicles. There's no right. reason. Unless you actually need someone to physically be there, this is dumb. You're wasting time. I'm like, by God, if only I was king and made God emperor supreme, this shit would have been implemented 15 years ago. Man, how right. better off would you be? Uh, but yeah, thankfully, I think the boomers have quietly retired or died. Uh, and... They are no longer in command. They're no longer in control. I'm sure at some some echelons, they're still there. I'm sure at some companies or corporate cultures, it's still a baby boomer at the helm. But, uh, I mean, these guys are squarely in their 70s now. And uh, I don't even think a lot of them, most of them didn't keep up their skills. Most of them, God almighty, fucking 1995. I don't need to learn Excel. I got a piece of paper and a pen with a protractor. Right. <laughs> and none of them really made the jump to like upper senior man. A lot, yeah, some of them did, but for the most part, if you're still working as a boomer, you're, you're literally, uh, Lester Burnhaming it where you're working at a fast food joint or some low rank job. And, and you're, you're more than likely answering to a Gen X boss who's like, yeah, let me explain something, Herman. You're going to learn how attachments work and how Google documents work. And I don't give a <laughs> shit if you didn't use a computer back in 68. <laughs> so there is there is a little bit of hope i think for the for the youngins but i would just say know your know your responsibilities know your job what it is what it isn't and then just make your life as easy as possible and you will succeed because the things that you're doing to make your life easy if you know if they're applicable to other people they're going to be able to use it you know and and just be more and so I think I think that's the way that's always the way that I've looked at it. I don't like wasting my own time. So I like to try to get things done as efficiently as I can. And so I just kind of, I work it's almost like I'm working for myself and the only trick is is that you have to then be okay with just downtime with and it is fucking boring. It's boring. Oh, it's, hard, as fuck. Yeah. it's horrible to just sit there and realize I'm just wasting my time here. I'm getting paid for it. Which mm -hmm. is fine, I guess. <laughs> but if you if you've gotten your, in, yourself into a situation where you don't necessarily need the money, then it's then it's just torture because oh, your yeah. time is worth more than that to you. What um, what I've recommended in Bachelor Pad Economics, and I'm especially going to recommend it now because it wasn't quite the option that it is today. But <clears throat> if you want to go this corporate route, you want to what you have every right to do, in my estimation, is if your boss can't keep up with you. And most of them won't. You have every right, in my estimation, to like go to school online at an accredited university. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you have every right to walk up right to your boss, especially if you know. Don't be arrogant or cocky about. It, but if your if your boss doesn't have gray hair, or at least you know isn't a baby boomer, you go and say, "Look, I got a lot of downtime. Um, I know you want me here for eight hours, blah blah blah. But I want to go and get a degree, you know." Uh, master's in accounting or whatever else, or I get this certification to help you with your, your, uh, career, uh, you know, whatever, anything that would help you online that you could learn online and it would advance right. your career. 
say, I want to be able to take these classes because if I got downtime, I'd rather skill up and get some new skills. All right. I want to learn how to do visual basic. I want to learn how to do account. I want to, and I don't think your boss is going to have a real issue. I matter. It, the only reason I bring it up to your boss, say, and I'd like you to pay for the tuition. Right. Yep. You know, that's what I would say. And if they say no, I'm like, okay, well then you go and then you do it anyway, or you do it for free online or whatever. Uh, but I, but, I would not let any at a minimum get paid for the time. Yeah. At the minimum, the time, if I'm sitting here, cause the thing is, is if you, like you said, if you keep hounding your boss for work, you're going to annoy your boss. And if you say, look, here, I've got a solution to this. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to study for the for that downtime and you're going to pay me to study. Basically, I I remember being a foolish 20 something and and I was good, DT. I was good. Like the work ethic I had in my late teens and early 20s dwarfs what I do now. I mean, it, oh, I was yeah. I me was too. ready yep. to kick at, you know, I was like, let's do it. And I was good. And I would. <laughs> Remember multiple times I'd see some drastic inefficiency. Some that way, well, that's completely on it. And I go to my, I'd even have like this thing put together and then this analysis and do cost benefit and then net present value. I even remember one, I was working at Norwest before it turned into Wells Fargo. I showed what the net present value would be added to each shareholder or each share uh, <laughs> in the company. I'm like, this would be, this would be add value. And what I didn't realize, like, even though, yeah, it would really streamline and yeah, it would add efficiency. What usually is associated with streamlining and efficiency when it comes to corporations? Uh, layoffs. I would Layoffs. Imagine, yeah, yeah. Like entire divisions would have been yeah. laid off. Yeah. <laughs> and I could never feel, why don't they do this? This would make perfect sense. And the reason why is not only will my boss be gone. But my boss's boss would be gone. My <laughs> boss's boss would be gone. And I, I don't know. I hadn't thought it through that far. I, maybe I just thought, well, they, they'd be assigned to a different division then. It's like, nope, they'd be gone for good. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, yeah, look out for yourself. That's sort of the thing. Yeah, look out for yourself. Make your own life easy. And that's that. They're, they're sort of doing that too. They're like, hmm, if I let a little cappy cap here do this. My life's not going to be easier. I might be out I'll be on the fired by next week. The <laughs> yeah. corporation will be down to two people and a bunch of robots, and we'll all so, be out on the unemployment line. But if it's anything for your job, for the thing that you're actually doing, yeah, do whatever innovation you want for your oh, job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you do it right, like you know, I could program Excel real well, and. I got it down to, you know, it would take the average dipshit by hand an hour and a half, two hours to analyze alone. You set up this simple Excel spreadsheet. I had right. that sucker down in like 10 minutes. And I, <laughs> that's yeah, how the blog got started uh, uh, beyond right, yeah, the, the editing. Yeah. Like yeah. my, my most serious, most well-researched uh, data intense posts were all written at work because I'd be twiddling <laughs> my thumbs. I could do, but I had to do something that looked like banking. So yeah. I'd be like on the Fred database, pulling economic data, doing amazing yep. economic analysis. You've got a spreadsheet open. Always a spreadsheet. <laughs> and that's Always a spreadsheet. And those. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't know. Uh, we're not living the way we should be living and we know that. And that's why we try to get out of it. The rest mm -hmm. of the people, they can fucking do whatever they want, I guess. Mm -hmm. If that, if, if that's what fills the time in between <laughs> the time right now and the time you die, then have at it, I guess. But for those, for those of us who think like us, it's like, you gotta, 
somehow find your way out of that because it is it's just tort it's torture it's just you're just dying every every hour it's like oh yeah there i I died a little bit more today (laughs) yeah but then what happened okay so then you get out and then you're free and then you tell people hey we should get together and go hiking sometime and what it no one shows up and so you hike a long hike and yeah you sure you see mountains but you die a little bit each day like where is everyone <laughs> see i'd rather be dying just like relaxing in front of the wood burning stove you say <laughs> that dude dude you say that but do it no, for I like get a bored solid too. year and you go well you had to go back to work for that yeah right? i did i did yeah. i had to go do something once i ran out of projects to do i i do like doing stuff i do like being productive but it needs to be rewarding work it just can't be I mean, the 40-hour week is not rewarding. If it was a 20-hour week, it would probably be very rewarding. Well, you'd actually could they... be getting shit done. Because you'd what? know, I'm here, I'm here for five hours, four hours, or whatever. Got to get this shit done. And then I can go do what I want for the rest of the day. Well, I think that was like the perfect balance. And not, I could be wrong. I've known you now for quite some time. But I think the happiest you were was when you were working part-time. Because you got the work in. You sent, yeah. you saw the kids off. Then you got back and you got to see the kids. And you got, and then the wife came home. You had dinner ready and everything. It was. I thought that Damn. was like the right balance. <laughs> Am I wrong? I didn't have the dinner ready. <laughs> I got to be honest like, about that. Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> it. Hold it. Okay. you. Am I... A big pro feminist, rah rah female, you go girlism type of guy. No, you're not. No, you're no, you're not. But okay. see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, here here's the here's my whole here argument. Here goes the oh, argument. Argument. Okay. All right. Okay. What you always hear for for guys that stay home, it's like, well, you should. I did laundry and stuff like that. But you should okay. be doing all these things that girls that the women do when they stay home, right? Uh-huh. But then you go, well, ladies, are you fixing the leaky roof? Are you? Are you blowing out the driveway with the sure. snowblower? Are you mowing? Mow- right. Yeah, all those things that guys do that's kind of in the guy's wheelhouse. We're still expected to do all that shit, plus all the the female shit, too. No, that's not the no. So Mrs. DT and I worked out, well, these are the things I'm good at. These are the things you're good at. Mm-hmm. And and that's how we did it. Now, okay. it, when all she right. listens to this after the fact, she'll be staring at me and, and giving <laughs> me the evil eye, you know, going, yeah, you never cooked. Cappy would have cooked and you never cooked. <laughs> well, I uh, No, mine is mine. Is, I, I totally understand the male female argument about which of the sexes have a better propensity to do certain household chores. There's certainly no doubt about that. But uh, mine is more one of economics where it's like, okay, I'm going to save some money making some food. The GF gets back. We'll have dinner ready. We eat and then boom, chumma chumma. We can go off bowling or whatever. And we had ourselves a good meal. So I, I don't really, I've never, I've never, you know, I'll clean the toilets. I'll clean the house. I'll do yeah. the laundry. You know, it's got to get done. I did that before there were women in my household. I, I really don't find it. Uh, deg- it's got to get done. Um, but when the, when the guy, it's just like, uh, I'm, I'm with you there. But it's like, just shut the fuck up. I mean, oh, is yeah. that, if, is that an argument? Is that really what's, what's it? That's, is that the saying in your vagina ladies? Is that the, the husband didn't do the laundry? Really? Really? That's uh that's the complaint. And what's well, shocking is how many women actually get pissed off about that shit. Oh yeah. And there's, there's all those studies where it says, oh, when women go to work, the men don't step up to, you know, to contribute sure. to the, ho- uh, the household uh, chores. And they and they never mention all the things that are typical. Maybe they're not typical guy things to do now because guys are, guys are such fucking true. cucks. But if yeah. you're a real man, you're 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 doing all the dirty work. 
you are, you know, you're snaking the fucking toilet when it's clogged. Yeah, you're, you're doing all that gross fucking work that, uh, that, and the, and the tough shit, the, the, the physically demanding work. And, and that's never counted. That's never in the equation. That, no, but, but that's, <laughs> that's where I think they argue from, uh, the people making the argument are just trying to sell shit to women. Women like to feel they're the victims all the time. Right. I don't think there's an ounce of intellectual honesty. It's like the wage gap. It's like, we don't make as much. Like, yeah, it's because you don't work as much. You major in stupid shit, period. End of discussion. I solved the wage gap. You know, it's it, that's it. That's it. There's nothing more that be, needs to be said. But uh, they use various political and corporate uh, entities will use that political thing to, to sell women more magazines or purses or whatever. I, I just, as, as a... A practicalist, an empiricist, an empiricist, you know, a realist. It's like, yeah. no, shit's got to get done. Let's do it. I've never. Yeah, it's I, the, I the saving, the the saving money, saving time thing. Yeah, certainly. You want to, you want to try to, you want your hours. You don't just want to lay around. I never watched a fucking soap opera. I never watched television during the day. Never watched Dr. Phil. Never watched any of that shit. I would uh, be um, taking care of the babies. You know, I, I, I changed more fucking shitty diapers than most <laughs> guys out there, probably more than my wife too. You know, I, I was, I cleaned up all the puke. I, you know, all that, all that gross fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, and besides that, I renovated the entire house, you know? So it's like, yeah, I guess I didn't cook. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm, but I'm with you. I removed a load bearing wall in the house <laughs> to open up. The living space. <laughs> I added transmission fluid. It was at 150,000 miles. Do you want to drain that shit out yourself? I, I fixed the furnace three times, uh, the washing machine and dryer a half dozen times. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, they just don't, it, but it's like, oh, you didn't do the laundry or, oh, you didn't, um, whatever. You didn't. I mopped. I cleaned and mopped the floors. But what, what what would be another job that I never did? I don't know. Uh, I never cleaned the bathroom. I'd never clean the bath. Really? I never clean. Never clean the bathroom. Never clean the shower. Bathroom? I never clean the shower. How do you a not clean a shower? Because you're in the shower and you're using soap, so it's automatically clean. <laughs> yeah, but soap leaves a waxy residue that an and I know. And I understand the, the the humidity <laughs> results in um in mold. You I understand. Get yeah, you get it. That, I get that it. I get out. it. But I just wouldn't do it. See, sometimes I think for guys, it's like we can we can handle things longer. We have a more of a tolerance for things sometimes mm -hmm. than women, and so so we can let the shower get to a certain amount of dirty before we oh, go. Yeah. Fuck! I gotta clean this fucking shower. It's disgusting. But women will look at just its slight amount of dirt. They come oh in with God, the white the white glove. They got the white glove. Dust. So I think it's tolerance. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I have a rule on that one. Where like if ever the GF and it wasn't the GF, this was girls in your oh my god, this place is disgusting. I'm like, well, the Windex is over there. That's over there, and you can clean. Whoever has, you know, and it's you call it tolerance. I as a, you know, as long as it wasn't a biological mess, like I do dishes, I throw out the garbage. As long as it doesn't stink and there's not bacteria mold, but like you know, my papers all over my desk, you know, like Colette, I'm like, I don't care, you know, like you gotta clean it. Like go ahead, there's a vacuum, go go do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of funny when the GF comes down to the Southern Command, like 
she'll she'll never start cleaning. I'm looking like, why? What are you doing? This place isn't that dirty. It's fine. Let's go play for God's sake. What the fuck? But then like for guys, I suppose, or where women would maybe not be all that bothered, they'd probably look at the driveway and go, Ah, the driveway looks fine. And I'm like, this thing needs to be fucking sealed. Oh, I, need no, get, no. I need to get some emulsion on this thing. So I bet you there's 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 some things that guys maybe are are a little bit more picky about. Well, I'll I'll tell you why. Uh because if you don't tar your driveway, yeah, damage up. will occur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you don't change the oil, I dated a girl, right. drove a Chevy Cabriolet. Or not Cabaret, Chevy uh, Cavalier. Boys never date a girl who drives a Chevy Cavalier, if they even make them anymore. And she bought it brand new. I don't know how the hell the engine made it this many miles without blowing up. Guess how many miles she drove it without uh, an oil change. I Take think you while. told this before. I think you told me in the mm-hmm. safety talk, and it was it was a lot of miles. It was 50,000 miles. You said 50,000? 50,000. Now, what I'm thinking, maybe she brought it in for like some maintenance that didn't know they gave it an oil change at one time. But oh, that's yeah. that's why men will look at like, that needs to get done. Because like right we, now. Exactly. Like now, yeah. Like uh, if it doesn't, because there's consequences, there's costs. If we don't sweep the floor for another year, nothing right. is going to happen. Right. You know, if I don't do the dishes, nothing's going to happen. But if you... Yep. drive without coolant in the car another 30 miles yeah something might go wrong you know if there's a leak in the roof it's going to destroy your ceiling you can't right. just let it continue right. yeah. <laughs> if there's even like lawn maintenance if you let you know creeping charlie start to take hold oh i like you don't go charlie. out there and spray the fucking shit it's mm-hmm. gonna take over your entire lawn you mm-hmm. have to get it done yeah. and at a certain time so yeah, that I think guys, I think guys understand that a little bit more. That yeah, there are things that just have to get done. Like I, I have to split the wood in the spring if it's going to have enough time to cure yeah. for, mm-hmm. to burn it in the winter time. Mm-hmm. This isn't something I can put off. <laughs> it's got to get done when it's got to get done. And so I think we sort. I think guys do sort of um, do sort of fill their schedule with. With preventative uh, response, exactly uh, preventative, preventative maintenance. maintenance, yeah. And you could say the same thing with you know, while well, cooking, we got to eat, you know. So, so I mean, that that is a daily, but there's sort of like daily things that are just like routine, and then there's stuff that you have to, if you don't remember to do it at a certain time, you're fucked. And mm-hmm. so, our brains are filled with all those kinds of things, like changing the furnace filter or all that kind of stuff that you that you need to remember to do. And if you don't, some serious issues could come up yep, with, yep. from your negligence. I'm, I'm happy to say that I've gotten uh, my house like ship shape. Well, you've been to the to the uh, the WBL uh, mm-hmm. compound, uh, and that that place is it doesn't look pretty on the inside, but it's it's ship shape. Like nothing is, and if something goes wrong, it's immediately fixed. And um, yeah, you know, like everything draining away, so the foundation is yep. good. I got yep. uh, roof might have to come on. I put siding on, so I never have to paint again. Uh, the wood burning stove is installed. The water pipes have been insulated. I mean, every every little thing has been taken care of. That the thing is pretty much on autopilot now. And um, that's def- if, if God Almighty, if you boys and girls 
ever get into home ownership, you must, I almost would say they got to take a class in home maintenance. Oh yeah. Either it's, to, it's learning on the job or the more you can find out via YouTube or whatever, the mm -hmm. better, because mm -hmm. there are a lot of, I mean, you learn from your mistakes for sure. And in, in home ownership, but I would say even as a homeowner, you, you're like constantly on an alert. Like I'm always trying to listen for weird noises mm -hmm. or smell weird smells. I just had to replace a, uh, a dimmer switch because it was fucking shorting out and smoke was coming out really? of it. Really? You know, okay. and it's like I don't know how many other people would have noticed that, but I was kind of noticing the buzzing for a while. Uh -huh. So I was on alert already. And then and then uh one time I used it and I that looked like white a little small amount of white smoke puffing out of there. <laughs> I think I better replace this and not burn the house that. down. Uh, well, we got a couple sponsors here that I got to bang out of the way real quick. Uh, we have new website, themensadvocate.net. Check that out. Uh, this is written by a divorce guy for divorced men and men in general. Uh, so it advocates men. And uh, I, I hate to use the words men's rights. I don't like that because that means that then, well, women have rights. Now we got to have rights. So no, no, no. It's like we should eliminate all the special, uh, special preference, uh, preferential treatment. I was going to say special referral treatment preferential treatment is like no 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 we're not gonna do that uh but do not be fooled guys there's a contingent a percentage of the population that hates your guts and they yes. do not like you um and so go to the men's advocate.net newest website out there uh for men and women that uh, like men orion's cold fire check out orion's cold fire there is politics there's writing there is a news articles but there's also a photo gallery that I prefer instead uh, because I don't want to tune in to uh, news. You'd be proud of me. I haven't paid attention to news even as little as I did before. I've paid attention even less uh, since I got out here. Um, what was the news. men's advocate site again? The men's advocate. Oh, the men's men. Yeah. The not a it's the, the, you know, okay. the one and only the men's advocate.net. Are you looking I'm, I'm it up? Typing it in right now. I'm seeing if the story that I was uh, asked to bring, they've already addressed it. So maybe we'll just. Oh God, everyone it has. It. I try. I try to remain ignorant <laughs> about it, and, and yeah. like everyone's like, "Hey, did you see that?" And I still haven't watched the video. I kind of know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I didn't just, think that you'd be able to avoid it after no, after no. today. <laughs> I would have had to like turn off all social media, not look up anything, and just hike and truly been a. Uh, a uh, luddite when it came to technology. You at the site? Yeah, I, I'm. The opening page doesn't have their articles or anything, but looks like the advocate fact page has their articles. Okay, and they haven't addressed it yet. Doesn't look like. So. Okay, all right. Well, it's a new site, so he wanted me, to, and I know the guy too. Um, he's a fan now, and uh, I don't. I won't mention where. I kind of want to keep him anonymous. But I helped his daughters not major in stupid shit. Ah, there you go. Yep. So I think uh, one of his daughters is still in high school. The other one is either a freshman or sophomore in college. And I think she was, I want to say engineering of some kind, but it could be wrong. They, they were not going into the liberal arts. That was the good thing. So mm. um, he did a good job there as a dad, uh, preventing his, uh, his kids from majoring in something stupid. Uh, and then we have academiccomposition.com. Uh, the school is back in session. And uh, how many, what, what would you estimate the number of classes you had to take that had nothing to do with your degree there, DT? Um, it wasn't too bad. I would say it's probably about a year's worth. 
Okay. I was going to say a, a four-year degree. Yeah. Yeah. A third of mine uh, had nothing to do with my my degree. Uh, anyway, the reason they do that, kids, is because teachers hate you, professors hate you, and college administration hates you. They want your money, and they're going to make you take a bunch of worthless classes to employ a bunch of worthless liberal arts grad students. That's it. That's why those classes are there. And you're also not going to learn anything. You're going to learn how to hate white people. You're going to learn how to hate penis. And if you have either of those traits, you'll learn to hate yourself. Uh, you know, a, so a good little hint is that life is designed to strip as much money away from you as possible. Yes. Whether it be school or wherever. <laughs> and so uh, you may want to go and major in accounting or something else that has nothing to do with uh, transgender studies. Uh, but if you want to have somebody else write, these papers for these worthless classes, go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writers will go ahead and write papers for you. Um, he is also always looking to hire. You can either become a writer yourself or you can become a marketer. Uh, DT, are either of these jobs fun or glorious? I imagine. Well, unless you're, unless you're actually researching something interesting, they gotta be just, it's not a, wouldn't be a fun job. Are any jobs fun or glorious? No. no. No, thank you. That was the correct answer I was looking for. <laughs> Do not fall under this stupid lie that your job is to be rewarding and fulfilling and interesting and fun. That is for women under the age of 30 and dipshit millennial boys who think that they can major in almond milk. All right? You are not going to find a job that is fun. Because, DT, if the job is fun, what is the logical economic consequence of a job being fun? Um, well, you do it for free, right? Because if you don't do it for free, what what will happen? Uh, you'd probably. Uh, I'm I'm struggling with where you're going with this. If okay, you don't do it for free, you're you probably get fired. You wouldn't get the job. No, no, no. This is basic microeconomics, human behavior. Let's say there's something. There's a job that's fun. It's yes. called. Bang the hot redhead, big boob okay. woman over there. All right. There's a bunch of hot redheads with big boobs and Internet they want to have porn. sex. Okay. And there's a job offer listed in the, in the one ads in the newspaper. You got your red pen. Remember those days you get the red pen, you'd circle a job. Yep. And oh my God, uh, looking for men who want to bang hot redheads with big boobs. And you're like, well, sign me up for this. So you apply. Okay. Yes. And so does everybody else. So does everybody else. Uh, what do you think would happen then uh, to, let's say the starting wage is $40,000. Do you think you might find a guy willing to do it for 30? Yes. It'll go straight down to minimum wage. What? Minimum <laughs> wage? Okay. <laughs> well, if it's an actual job, it's got to be minimum wage, right? Okay. All right. But then well, how can you get around that? Um, hmm. Make I'll volunteer. Volunteer, volunteer Internship. work. Yep. Internship. Yep. I'll do it for free. And then soon what happens? Then you're paying for it. Some guy's going to pay. <laughs> well, I'll pay you $2 an hour to go and take care of all these women. So when it is fun, what do we call that, DT? It's a, uh, it's a good or service, probably. No, 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 no. <laughs> that you're paying for. <laughs> what are fun things people do? Uh, fun, th fun things that people do are vacations or... Or, or a general, like if you did it every, like at a regular an activity, it'd be a, a called a hobby. Hobby, yeah. Those are called 
hobbies. You do it because they're fun and you do yep. them willingly without payment because you enjoy them. And if okay, you now I got them, it. Oh, there's I, chances of, for example, I apologize, Cappy. I apologize for not following you there. Let's let's take another route, shall we? Something a little bit more practical, because believe it or not, there's never been an instance where it's like, oh, dang, we got all these hot, big-breasted redheads that need to be banged. Well, whatever will we do? That's never happened. Um, artists or musicians. Yes. I want to write a children's book. I want to uh-huh. be a musician. How many other people want to be musicians? Tons of other people. Yes, yes. And so with the market being flooded with musicians to pay play at the local band or the local bar, what does the local bar usually pay the band members to play on a Friday night? They'll maybe pay them a beer. Here's a beer and some burgers. Now shut the fuck up and be happy. Yep. See? So if it's fun, it's not a job. So what do you think a job is then for? What if, if it's not fun and therefore it's a job, why would you do something that you don't like, DT? Because you want to have the money to go do stuff that's Because they pay you. Yes. See, jobs are things you wouldn't want to do normally. Like I did not <laughs> want to mix shit with gravel and cow manure and styrofoam and dirt and peat peat moss, peat bags, uh, at the landscape company. I didn't want to do that, but they convinced me to do it. Do you know what I worked for back in the day? This is 1987. You know what I worked for back in the day? 87. Yeah, it's like a buck 50 an hour or something. $3.30. That was minimum wage in Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. So, So they paid me because work sucks and all jobs suck. So if you go work for Alex at academiccomposition.com, don't bitch to him or whine to me. (laughs) Dude, his job sucks. I got to write all these papers about Marxism. It's hard. It's difficult. I got to post ads on Craigslist. Oh, my God. It's like he's laughing his ass off right now because him. he actually came out here. I visited him, uh, met him for the first time ever in Vegas. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I've known him for like five, six years now. Um. But he's just telling me like these these people like what he gets is a lot of liberal arts graduates who are like, oh, I could do this. And then they, right. they bitch and whine about the job not being rewarding or experienced. He's like, what the fuck? And he's from the so- former Soviet Union. So he's used to poverty. He's like, what the yeah, fuck are you yeah. Americans expecting? Like, Jesus right. Christ. So I'm right. glad we had this this uh, sidebar sidebar into the world of uh, if you can find something fun about it you'll be much happier though if you can find one little thing mm-hmm. that doesn't suck that's sort of the key to the working world right like right. for for adams his name was adam right adam the academic composition no guy. alex 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 sorry sorry if you if you can look at it like well i'll be researching stuff and learning new things and that'll be awesome mm-hmm. and then and then just try to emphasize that over the suck of writing these papers, then you'll have a great time. I'll, I'll tell you, every job ends up sucking, though. Not bad. Oh, sure. I mean, it just they just get boring. You get bored up, eventually. Yeah, yeah, you get bored of it. You're just kind of like, okay, here you go. Even asshole consulting, although I've had some really interesting ones, it's just kind of like, all right, what is it this time? You know, all I want to do is play video games. That's all I want to do. And bang big-breasted redheads. I took a new job out here in Vegas. It's the big-breasted redheads <laughs> brigade. <laughs> I will say that at my uh, most interesting performance review at a previous job was my my bosses asked me 
so how do you think you're doing dt and i'm like you know to be honest i'm bored i'm just i'm i'm kind of bored i feel like i'm doing all the same thing (laughs) and they respond well, that's funny you say that because we really think you've come into your own and you've found your niche <laughs> in the company and you're doing a great job. <laughs> so oh, when you're see, bored, you're doing a great job usually. See, that's that's like the, the office space mindset, you know, like where those people who are just so team player and raw corporation and well, you're just part of the of the, the uh, Johnson Corporation team and now you're part of the family. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're not my family. And honestly... <laughs> I'm contemplating whether I'd feel guilty if I put a bullet in your head right now because you're so <laughs> smiley fucking fake. Uh, um, do you want to go through the super chats here before we go into our topic of the yeah, day? Yeah, sure. All right, what do we got? Um, we have uh, we've got quite a few, I think. Sweet. Uh, I wanted to get started it off. A good old ass loyal Percival. Okay, so he gave two bucks and said, "Not walking, Clary." Okay, time to secure first place. So he. So he wanted the first contribution there. He, uh, well, you know the Fitbit thing. You might want to get into that. You'd, you'd probably enjoy that. Yeah, it would interfere with my downtime. <laughs> what do I tell you? I like my downtime. <laughs> That's not going to do well. Look, with... look, what about what, what? What about? Forget you. This isn't for you. What about Mrs. DT? What if she's oh. sick and tired of that little punch of gut you got there? No, what if, no. Uh, she wants to like maybe go for a hike and lose a couple pounds. I'm I'm doing great. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I get yeah, to the gym oh two boy, or three times a week. Ch- yeah. yeah, you and the Chippendales, I bet. Yeah, you. <laughs> hey, how about I'm this? I'm kind of half this? doing a keto diet. You know, I have my my bacon, my bacon breakfast. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this? We'll do this. I'll, uh, hopefully, Mrs. DT will listen in. When we get out to South Dakota, you will teach me the ways of relaxation. Although I yeah. think I'll have that mastered, but. I'm gonna shed you ten pounds no up. We're gonna we're gonna go hike. We're gonna go do some real hiking out there, and I'm gonna teach you to appreciate the outdoors and getting some regular exercise. No, I I mean when I was overseas, um, yeah, I was in great shape there because there was nothing but hills, and I would walk yeah. to work every day, mm-hmm. walk home. I just I I I'm sort. It's weird. I'm sort of like you, but sort of not. If I'm gonna go walk someplace. I want to actually go walk someplace. I don't want to be on a treadmill. I don't want to be, you know, doing some loop that's boring or whatever. No, I want to, I want to be, I walk everywhere where I live if I can, because why not? Why get in a car and drive if you can walk? So I'm Mm -hmm. actually doing something. I'm actually, I'm actually walking to someplace and walking back or like, yeah. in in South Dakota, I'm sure I'll be hiking all the time, seeing stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's all new out there too. You haven't seen it. So I, right. So Atham's got another one that he followed up. This one's for me. $3.33. How is that whistle pig treating you, DT? Whistle pig uh, rye whiskey is very nice. Did uh, Atham get you some? No, uh, I remembered that he said that was his favorite. And I was at at the liquor store and it was $15 off. So I bought it. Oh, cool. Um, I, I remember he said that like, Year, years ago somehow it stuck in my head that atham liked a whiskey that somehow had to do with a pig <laughs> and when i saw this title whistle pig i'm like that's got to be it that's got to be the one that atham likes so there's another uh, scotch out there called monkey shoulder yeah that's pretty good and, yeah. and uh yeah and i i it's very clever marketing how do you forget it 
Right. Whistle pig, monkey shoulder, farting hippo, whatever, you know, just get an animal in there and some kind of, some kind of bodily function, you know, <laughs> tripping moose. Yeah. Whatever. I'll figure it out. All right. Bacon's back. Oh, Mr. Speaking of, speaking of bacon uh, breakfast, so DT eats the bacon breakfast, but bacon Maldito says, feel you cap. I'm the only one that gets dollars done in this damn city. E equals MC squared is so true for driving. The faster you move, the slower everyone else is. Yes, this is true. I don't know if that's E equals MC squared, though. I think that's like relativity, maybe. That's the, uh, the theory of energy relativity. equals mass times the speed of light squared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but th- there's no difference in speed there. It's just energy and mass. So. I don't know. I, I just, I just, <laughs> relativity has to do with, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're moving faster, time's going slower for you, I think. No, it's, it's going faster for other it, people. It's that whole relative. No, it's dealing with other people. Like the faster you want to go. Uh, I was listening to the Beckloff one time. He was talking about the flash, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the superhero character, the flash. And yeah. <clears throat> one of them was where he had a date and it was at some prestigious um, Royal family or dignitary family, and his his date was uh, maybe the princess or something connected with the royal family. And so she's like, look, you eat way too fast. You have to sit still and just take your time. And so you see him in his own mind, like he's like, okay, measured bites, measured bites, chew my food, chew my food, take my time, measured bites. And then the next panel, he's wharfed down three plates no one's dug into their food. <laughs> They're looking at him in shock and horror, and he's just like, damn it. And that's life, man. If you if you want to go faster, you want to be better, you want to pack it in before you die. That's the thing I don't get. It's like the, the number one compelling argument that should be on everybody's mind, especially atheists and especially agnostics who are not too sure about an afterlife, you guys should be like, redlining it with the afterburners on the entire time now if you're religious and you believe in the afterlife oh you got all the time in the world yeah sit and smoke dope like dt does we're at his house you know just sit and do nothing no dope. have your no. wife do all the work fine what are you there's, there's no <laughs> rush you're just gonna die and be conscious in a different place that's gonna be better so there's no rush to do anything but even if you have the slightest doubt of an afterlife like you really ought to be packing it in and making life as intense and dense and valuable as possible. And so when I look at people driving slow, I look at people just, <laughs> you know, they get up to the, and you know, it's so cliche, but it's See, so here, true. I'll tell you the driving thing. You want to hear the driving thing? I used to be a uh, fast Asians driver. all apparently think they're going to make it in the afterlife because they all drove slow as fuck. Slow as fuck. You See, I know. It. I know if you try to drive fast, you're just going to get frustrated by people in front of you. So I just go the speed limit and say, fuck it. <laughs> That's what I do. I just I sit in the right lane. I don't sit in the left lane. I'm not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I sit I just, in the right lane. Yeah, you guys can go fight each other in the left lane. I'm just going to have a nice, peaceful, pleasant drive. Right. No, I've, I've gotten better with driving because I really don't have anywhere to be. Once the commute is gone, it's, it's just, you know, but still, I got to get to a trailhead or I want to go. Yeah. golf or something it, it it really is a frustrating what what my true anger and frustration is is i want to pull these people over grab them out of the driver's seat grab by lapels and shake them like don't you realize you're going to die what the fuck are you doing why are you going so slow don't you have to be somewhere 
and and no one gets nobody. Like you were talking about people who watched like the daytime shit, like Dr. Phil. And the, did yeah. you know Days of Our Lives got renewed for 55th season this year? It's uh, it's to be a writer on that show. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just like... they're dead. The original <laughs> writers have got to be dead by oh, now. Oh, I'm sure they've got them coming in, and, and but it's like you have to be writing constantly. You're just writing. Whatever comes in your head, whatever pops into your head, it's down on the page. I'm just sure a stream of consciousness. That's what a daytime soap operas have got to be. It's just stream of consciousness. Oh, yeah, one take. Good. Print. <laughs> I, you know what? I bet you no, I, they got to have that down to a science, like plot development, plot evolution. Oh, yeah. They got to have a team of people like, okay, we're going to figure out the next. Because the, the, there's like three or four subplots going on all at the same yep. time somebody actually bangs out the dialogue and i'm sure they got it down like a machine uh, my question is for these people who waste their time watching ellen watch or yeah. good morning america or dr phil or maury povich if he's still even on or tv in general i can't even go to the goddamn movies anymore there's just right. so much other shit to do it's like i, I don't and, and don't tell me they're all religious don't tell me they're like oh no uh, Jesus has got me covered. I believe in Christ. Then we can all sit on our asses and get fat like Chris Beckloff. That's <laughs> just get in there, Chris. Uh, but for those of you who don't believe in the afterlife, you all should be, you know, Scrat from Ice Age. Yes. That's how everybody. Yeah. yeah, the acorn, the little saber tooth squirrel that's always fetching his acorn. That's how everybody should be behaving. If they don't believe in God or they don't believe in an afterlife, you should be scrambling for your acorns. You should be loving your acorns and cherishing conversation with your acorns. And that's what I try to do. But everybody else just. <laughs> but that allows you to cherish your acorns. Because if everybody was like you, there uh, wouldn't GDP be any acorns. GDP There's per capita would be half a million dollars a person. <laughs> We'd all live to 200 years old. Uh, if everybody was like me, you want to, we'd have terraformed Jupiter, even though it's a gas planet, <laughs> we would have figured out a way to make it terraformed. And you would be paid $200 an hour, an hour to go bang big breasted redheaded bras. I'd figure out an economic way to make that economic. <laughs> There's all kinds of different people, Clary, and they yeah. make space for you. Yeah, remember, yeah, remember, don't kinds. criticize the herd. Don't no. criticize the herd. No, they give us the advantage. space we need. I'm going to live off those motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. All right, what else we got for Super Chats? I think there's one more here unless somebody else has done anything. Oh, yeah, there's another one. See, once you start doing the Super Chats, then people start saying, hey, they're reading the Super that's, Chats That's now. fine. No, so, I'll you know, take no I'm saying it's a good yeah. thing. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. So Tactical Mall Cops uh, for 10 bucks. Holy says, shit. All right. Yeah. Currently getting a BS in CJ. I'm assuming that's criminal justice. Yeah, I know. Not a great choice. 50% of classes are either sociological blame white men bullshit or have nothing to do with the criminal justice system. That's don't even why why is he continuing on? What do you mean? Why why would if he knows it's bullshit, why would he continue on? Doesn't he realize he's gonna die? Um well I think he probably wants to do something in criminal justice if his, if he's a, a tactical cop. mall cop. He actually might be a mall cop. Uh but, but he's no, into tactics. So it's a little better. There's no such thing <laughs> as a tactical mall cop. You're a guy with a badge that 
shoes away teenagers and graffiti people. Uh, and then if there's trouble, you got to call the real cops. That's really all you are. You're just a visual. Deter there's a, the guy I work for, he has a gig uh, at one of the malls. I won't say where. And there's no way you can make me touch that with a 10-foot pole. No okay. way. I'll, I'll, I'll go into a bad neighborhood where a house burned down. I'll go. I mean, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to go to a mall and shoo away teenagers. No way. Not going to happen. All right. Uh, so we've got, uh, oh, anything you wanted to, anything else you, you were start sort of starting to say. He um, should just get out. He should get out of that degree. Go to the police academy, go join the military. You don't need to go to school. Nobody makes money with a criminal justice degree. Nobody only like minority women, maybe get some kind of token affirmative action government job created out of thin air to maybe work with kids and raise mm -hmm. awareness or some other bullshit. And then the grant funding runs out of that. And then you got to bitch and whine some more to get some more grant funding. Look, if you want to be a cop, go be a cop. Okay. Yeah. Go, go to the police. Account. Now it depends on the, the city or the County or the state that you're applying in. Some of them require a four year degree. Others don't. Usually you should be able to find now 10 years ago, they weren't hiring because all the baby boomer cops didn't like retire. Hmm. Uh, plus the economy went into recession. Like, Oh shit, we're not going to retire. Now all these baby boomer cops have retired because they have to. And now the cop, to, Oh my God, you couldn't, you couldn't, you could pay the cops. You stood a better chance of getting that job banging the big rest of redheads. They did getting a chance to be a cop. Now they're begging and pleading right, right. people to become cops because they didn't fucking plan ahead. And I'm like, kind of right. like, it's like, you know what? Fuck you. Just fuck you. There's a day that you could have had young in shape men. Now the young men are soy boy millennials. Good luck with that. <laughs> and it's not, I talked to a guy down in Phoenix. I won't, won't mention who, but he was involved with training cops. He was a cop himself, but uh, a specific, unique area of training. And he was talking about how uh, they have a lot of disciplinary issues with the millennial cops because they're on their phones. Um, the, the physical requirements, they've had to kind of bend the rules and lower it a little bit. And it's not because of the girls. It's because of the fucking boys. Huh. Uh it's like, well, maybe you should have hired some Gen X cops back in the day when they were in their prime. Now, <laughs> yeah, no, we got too many. We make too much money. Fuck that. We don't want to be a cop. So yeah, now go be a cop. Now they're now they're begging and pleading for people to apply to become cops. Yeah, he said he followed up here and said he's been in the guard for six years. So. Oh, okay. That, there you go. He doesn't have he doesn't have to go get a degree. Uh, he might if be he's... after something different though. Maybe who knows? Oh, okay. If you want to become a cop, I. I don't think criminal justice. I think that's is just his anything. name. I think that's just his, you know, his name. Maybe he, maybe there's some other part of the criminal justice system he would like to be a part of. Yeah, well, uh, go into accounting, go into forensic accounting, go anything, but cr nothing. Criminal justice is so worthless. No one gives a shit about it. If anything, you get the the reputation like, oh, look, here's a know-it-all that studied, you know, a police work from an academic standpoint, but never's, you know, done a beat in his life. Right. All right. Any other super chats? Another one from Noah Acosta. Hopefully okay, not cool. related to Jim Acosta. Uh, unpaid, <laughs> unpaid internship once, 45 minute work, but eight hours a day. Uh, what? Is he saying oh, that? So he's saying unpaid internship. Unpaid internship once, 
45 minutes work, but eight hours a day. So he's saying he's only doing about 45 minutes of work for eight hours a day. Yeah, it sounds about an right. Unpaid intern, un, yeah. unpaid in, why would you do an unpaid internship? I don't know. DT, where you're doing forty, you're only doing actual forty-five minutes of work, but you got to hang around eight hours a day, not get paid. What? DT, <laughs> let let me ask you this: What do you think? Maybe my ex- clarify that. <laughs> what do you think my expectations are when someone reads Bachelor Pad Economics or, or pays good money to hire asshole consulting? Um, for example, let's let's just go through an example. Somebody emails me uh, at asshole consulting. Cappy, I'm thinking about getting a brand new uh, <clears throat> Lexus. Uh, I, I, my dad's going to lend me the money. The what was it? The dealership's going to be great financing. I could afford the payment, um, and I got student loans. But it was a really sweet ride. Uh, then I will go and I'll tell the client and I'll say, "Okay, uh, Mike. His name's not Mike. But let's just say it's Mike. Mike, you stupid motherfucker." <laughs> The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Dipshit, cocksucking, filth, foul, foul, filth. Where do you live? I'll drive out there and beat your ass personally. Toyotas what? have Lexus engines. Yeah, it just, just <laughs> honest to God. That, how did you listen to the show? How do you even know about me to come to real? Da, da, da. So after yelling at him and telling him what to do to not buy the car, what are my expectations of the client? After the client paid me good money, I read him the riot act and I concluded thou shalt not buy the car. What are my expectations that Mike will do? He'll, he'll buy the car. No, no, no. What are my expectations? Oh, your expectations are is that he'll listen to you and, and, and not buy the car and go not, find a more reasonably priced car that works. And that is a lot less, a lot less money. Doesn't get him into debt and does the job. Right now. What happens about a third of the time? A third of the time they'll do that. They'll go and ignore my advice. Oh, so the two thirds, you got a two thirds success rate. I'm, I'm, That's I'm actually, yeah, I mean, I am happy, but it's that third that annoys the fuck out of me. It's like, <laughs> I could have just swore. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I'm not remembering things. Maybe I have the early onset of Alzheimer's, but I could have swore, Mike, you paid me $40 for me to be enraged and angry at you, even after you read Batch of Pad Economics, <laughs> even after you read all this. You, you still bought, you, you bought the car, you bought the car. And I could have swore I told you not to do that. Was there a miscommunication? And then you say, well, dude, it was really sweet. Right. Oh, yo, it's a good deal. And, I, and, and, and so, um, what, what what's, what failure rate would you be satisfied with? Zero. Zero. I mean, there's no, this I mean, is, they is, all this have is to an, listen. No, this is an academic or a, a, a philosophical question. No, I why it. do why do I have to deal with slow people in the left lane? Why do I have to deal with people who are not religious, who are atheist or agnostic, but don't realize they're going to die and do not have the hustle in life? What is acceptable is what should be. And what should be is people wake the fuck up and accept reality. Yeah, it's, but I that's think- it's well, gonna annoy they... me no matter what. There really? could be I could have an, I could have a one percent failure rate, like one person per year out of asshole consulting didn't follow my advice. It's still gonna gnaw at me or piss me off on a philosophical level. Like, what don't you get about not getting pregnant as a teenager? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Because it's it, and it's not a reflection upon me. I'm not the one who's got the problem. I made money off of it. It's just a it's it's a question about humanity. It's like, 
What don't you get about words? You know, what, what, what's wrong with words? What do you, we speak English. You seem to speak English very well. And I told you not to get knocked up uh, uh, by your boyfriend. And you and went they, and you did it anyway. Now, what the fuck is that? And they paid and they for paid it. For it. Yeah. It's, well, remember the Bill Cosby skit on brain damage? Oh. Where he's I, talking no. about his son. His, he gets home and he says, I go home to my wife, Camille. And she says, Bill, I want you to go upstairs and kill the boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> and finds out the son. boy. Yeah. And he says, all right. Yes, master. Kill my boy. <laughs> so he, he goes, so I go upstairs to kill my son. <laughs> Guy was a fucking genius. Man. Oh, he was Ooh, great. Boy. He's God, fan. Was and just great. Just great. Just, and, no and cursing. Family, family friendly, all of that. Oh just, my all, God. All, he was great. No oh, swearing. Yeah. Fat Albert. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I listened to his uh, older uh, stand up bits on tape. Yeah. When I was like a when kid. you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. With the, <laughs> with the uh, go kart races where they'd steal hubcaps. Or, my uh, favorite one. My favorite one is where he saved the snowball. Yeah, in Junior the, Barnes. In, in the freezer? Junior yeah, Barnes. Junior yep. Barnes. <laughs> you gunky. You gunky. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one where he oh, said, oh, Junior, Junior Barnes. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yep. But but that was that was the Bill Cosby skit. He, so I go up, my, hat, my son has a mohawk. He says, why did you cut your hair like that? My son says, Dad, I don't know. He's like, you know, well... <laughs> Put your hand on your head. What do you feel? He says, there's no hair. Right. Now, why did you cut your hair off? I don't know. And he says, that's brain damage. If I ask you to do something or you not to do it, and you do it anyway, and you say, Dad, I don't know, that's brain damage. And that's what I'm pointing out. Yeah. And especially, okay, get, get kid getting a mohawk haircut is one thing. You would think the preponderance the entirety of human wisdom, humankind experience would say, don't get knocked up as a single teenage mother. Right. And not that this has ever happened, shall I, should I get, but then someone goes and does it or buys a Lexus or, or whatever. I mean, you got to sit there and say, what the fuck? Why? Right. But no so, failure rate. That's like what I would be, be like. Well, 5% of people are just going to well, be stupid. I'm, what? I'm morally, uh, I'm happy. One of the greatest things in my life that I've experienced is getting that first um, email from a client where you prevented me from majoring in X. I went and majored in Y. Right. Now I'm making 65 grand. If it weren't for you, I'm like, fuck yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. And that, that, that is a success. I'm happy with that. Um, and then I get those, you know, once every two or three weeks and it's good to hear people succeeding. And we, 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 I've done a ton of good work. There's no doubt about it, but you're saying for my satisfaction, like where it's like, I am satisfied and I know it's not ever going to happen. I'm just being honest. It's going to annoy the fuck out of me when it's so commonsensical. Like, should I set fire to my house? No, you really want to do Oh, dang. I set fire. Anyway, it, it, it's a, so it's a like, philosophical question about humanity. So you're like Oscar Schindler the end of Schindler's list going this pin, this pin would have saved one more life. And he's all pissed off at himself and depressed after he saved all these people. No, I'm but not, he still I'm had not. that Nazi pin that he could no. have traded for one life. I I'm not, 
upset with myself. It's more an exasperation with humanity. Yeah. Uh, or maybe even a curiosity, an annoying curiosity where there's a strain or a piece of our genetic code within the human mind, especially among some people where they're just going to be insistent on fucking up them li- their lives, uh, causing themselves harm or maybe not harm, but at least certainly more work than needs to be done. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. And when something is clear and obvious as something you shouldn't do, and they do it anyway, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Well, you should take so, solace in the fact that they won't be able to blame anyone but themselves. No, they no. They, God Almighty, oh, no. Well, they it, they shouldn't. They should if when everything goes to shit, they'll sh- they should think, fuck, I should have listened to Clary. Shot, that's okay, that's assuming they listen. To me. I thought you meant people who make dumbass decisions in no, general. No, I'm like, oh shit, no, they're good. Yeah, I meant the people that don't do what you say, the people that aggravate you, the thirty percent that go out and you know go against your your uh, advice anyway, even after they paid you. Right. That when it all go, when when that guy buys the Lexus and he starts having trouble with the money payments and whatever, and he's got a really nice car, but he's he's miserable at his job or whatever because he's he's got to make those payments. He's got to think, man, Clary was right. They're not going to blame somebody else, right? No, that's good. Yeah, they're not going to blame Whitey or men or the patriarchy yeah. or corporations or <clears throat> George Bush or Trump or anything. No, they'll, they they'll... went into it with both eyes wide open. They did. So, they did. Yeah. So there is that good. Hey, you want to um, – let's do the Gillette thing and explain there was it one, to me. Just one follow-up uh, uh, thing, oh. and then we'll do that. Okay. Uh, Noah Acosta writes again for five bucks, I did the internship as a stupid 18-year-old before finding Clary – it was for a congressman. I did oh. not, absolutely nothing at all. So that's sort of a trying to get. I understand that you're trying to um, make contacts and schmooze and get into that whole political cesspool. So yeah, I can yeah. get why you would do that for free to try to just get your name out there as a dependable political person. So. Yeah. Now that's 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 a a fate many young Republicans will face, but the vast majority of Democrats, I love because there's so many more activists and crusaders and social justice warriors on the left than there is the right. Right. And not all of them can be Betsy Hodges. Not all of them can be uh, Nancy Pelosi. Not all of them are going to be Hillary Clinton for every, it's like, it's like professional sports for every LeBron James. There's a thousand, actually there's, 19 yeah Yeah. it's one in nineteen thousand. for every lebron james there's like twenty thousand other guys who want to play basketball that just were never going to become professional athletes you know for every uh ocasio cortez there's got to be at least 500 other equally vapid dumb parasitic kuantahas uh that just didn't have the familial connections and wealth of her father to get into that position of power uh, and Betsy Hodges, you know where Betsy Hodges was from? Most people don't know. Betsy Hodges was the former mayor of Minneapolis, the whitest white girl that ever whited in all of North America. You know where yep. she's from? Uh, Wyzetta or something? She's from the Wyzese, yeah. Yeah, really? And yeah, she never had to work for a day in her life, yeah. I'm just like, what's the most pretentious town? Yeah, the most, most pretentious <laughs> whitey white person ever swiveled whitey. It's Wyzetta. Yeah. Wyzetta yeah. whitey. That's what she should have been called. Um, and so, like, I take nothing but tons of joy knowing the vast majority of leftist political activists are going to be working for free. They're like what Noah went through. Like they intern for free. They're basically slaves 
And only the connected and the rich and the wealthy are going to actually get the positions of power and be invited to the, to the dinner and all that. You guys are excited when there's pizza, organic pizza, sorry, homegrown, naturally (laughs) gluten-free, a fair trade pizza. With goat cheese. Goat cheese. Well, goats are, we didn't want the goats. That's uh, um. All right, what's this? So tell me the, the Gillette thing now. Now, so, that I'm... now, how much do you know about it? Gillette put together a social justice warrior fuck mail commercial, basically. Basically. Is, is, that, yeah. is that it? I mean, what, what, what was particularly egregious about it? I'm not going to watch it. I, I, I don't care to. Well, yeah, it's, it's just completely lecturing. I've heard the audio of it, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's all the typical stuff, you know, bullying, toxic masculinity. Did they uh, actually you know, say toxic masculinity? I think they did. Really? Okay. I think they did. I mean, it was it was virtue signaling to the hilt. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about being a good man, you know, being respectful, all that kind of stuff. But we're well past that point, yeah. right? I, I'm way past that. I, I'd <laughs> like to. I couldn't do it because it's illegal. But I always had the the philosophy that if you're going to accuse me of it, I at least have better done it. So like if someone accuses me of racism, you know what? I am going to discriminate against blacks. The problem is I can't discriminate against blacks because sometimes guess who the best candidate is, right? <laughs> it's a black guy. Yeah. I can't discriminate against Mexicans except Atham. Cause we don't like he's, he's, he's who, who wouldn't discriminate against him. I can't discriminate against Latinos because sometimes the best person for the job is a Latino. But I'm I'm half of my mind, like you know, the old captain got terminal cancer, but still could kick a little ass. Go right up to Procter and Gamble, find their social justice warrior department, and say, "Men are violent." You're right, we are, and then just beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> say, "Good, now you could complain about toxic masculinity," because what when when really who's been who's been oppressed, who's been assaulted? Exactly, um, no one. Yeah. That's... Oh, what? <laughs> I was saying, I'm saying, is there a crisis where men are just randomly beating up people? No, no. And that's where, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're going to accuse us of a crime that is, you're going to blanket accuse men of crimes that they didn't commit. Right. And we might as well have at least committed the crime so that you have something to legitimately, you know, complain about. Because I wouldn't want you to hypocritically lie and complain about something that didn't happen to you. So let's make sure you're limping for the next 10 years of your life. And the cognitive dissonance of, you remember that, um, that really, really, really good looking murderer whose mugshot oh, yeah. got out, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, Here's Gillette, the best, the best a man can be or get or whatever the fuck they're saying now that we need to be better, you know, and, and yet women were just drooling all over themselves over this convicted murderer because he looked like a model <laughs> so so then what 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 happened with the gillette thing they put this this video out and what i think it was just a youtube video i don't think i i think it was a i mean they're obviously trying to get attention i mean they this mm-hmm. thing has blown up it's got millions of views everybody's talking about it how and most of it i think is negative most of it is people basically saying and and that's how i sent my text to you cap was well, I'm not buying Gillette anymore. You know, M- Mrs. DT and I talk about since we're minimalists, it's always really frustrating that when we get pissed off about stuff, it's like, well, we can't mm-hmm. not buy it 
because we're already not buying it. Well, this is finally yeah, like Apple or Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it's finally something I actually do purchase that I can say, fuck you. I'm going to go to Dollar Shave Club now or I'm going to go to whoever. All I want out of my products is, I mean, they should be making guys look good and smell good. That's it. That's your fucking job. Make us look good and make us smell good. That's it. Hairy. That's it. <laughs> when we're busting our ass, we don't want to smell like shit. We don't want to smell horrible. We buy your fucking deodorant for that. When we need to groom a little bit so we don't look like something that just walked out of a cave, mm-hmm. then, then we buy your shaving products. Just fucking stick to that. We'll handle the rest. All right. <laughs> what you don't does, need so to the, lecture us. The response has been negative. Yes. Lots of guys are basically saying, fuck you. I'm done with uh, Gillette not buying a single one of your products. I'm half tempted to look at all the products that Procter and Gamble produces. Yeah, no, I'm making sure I'm not buying sure I don't buy any of that either, but here's the problem. Here's my question. How many Republicans do you know still shop at Starbucks and have Apple products? Lots. Right. Yeah. I, how many guys are going to cuck out on this one as well? I don't know. I mean, this one, this is one thing that we actually, well, I think a lot of girls buy their stuff for the guys. So that if, if, if your lady's buying you, your, you know, shaving cream, your razors, all that kind of stuff, you're probably just gonna, you know, ah, well, she'll just keep buying it, whatever. But mm-hmm. this, this is sort of something that we do have to actually have to make sort of an effort. No, 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 no. But that's, that's why I'm stopping. This is why I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. We don't have to do anything. I, as an individual, will go and do something. You, as an individual, will go and do something. But if this is just like Apple, where they could say, you know, fuck you if you don't believe in global warming. We don't want you as a client. Uh, Star Wars, where it's like, no, fuck fuck, uh, Star Wars and the truth, and we're going to have a force of social justice warriors down your throat. Uh, Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then they take it. And this is, again, going back to where you guys had me come in and talk to those Republican people, and not to bring that story up again. But what do they do? Nothing. Do they, do they say, no, son, no, daughter, you're not going to go to the ranked leftist McAllister College? No, they send their kids there. Do they stop buying Starbucks? Do they stop buying Apple? Do they actually? No, they don't. Because no. if half the population, which would be the presumed Republican conservative or non-ranked leftist communists, actually cut their spending actually boycotted then something would happen and it never comes to fruition no. it never materializes you want to know why well because they're lazy because most republicans are cucks most yeah. conservative men are cucks most libertarian men are cucks right they are they're just weak pathetic men and sure maybe sales will go down by five percent but you know where i think they're going to make it up i i'll give you a hint the women I, are going to buy this yeah. stuff for their guys <laughs> Well, the women are going to buy for the guys, but and the, you're, they, you're close. You're close. They did say that they are trying to market to millennials. So, okay, good for them. So that they might see perhaps an increase there. I don't know. I'm I'm going to all give these you... bearded all these bearded hipsters who are like, you know, I've been waiting for a reason to shave off my fucking beard that looks like everybody else's. All those, all, all those <laughs> hipsters, all those hipsters, like go with the. The obscure, you know, Frank's organic beard kit <laughs> yeah, grooming true. shit from Boston, New York, or not Boston, Brooklyn, New York. 
I'm going to give you where I think it's coming from. I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, surface area. Surface area? Surface area. <laughs> surface area. All I can think of is like swimmers that need to shave yeah, their oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. They <laughs> go down that road. Well, well, women and their legs? or Right. Yeah. Who who uses more more shavers? Yeah, I think I can't remember. Does Gillette make women's stuff too? I'm sure they do. They I know they've got they've got a brand that is. I think, but right. And it, okay, fine. They're going to advertise the millennials, all right? Except for the 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 perfected beards bearded groomsters who aren't going to touch a you know. Oh, Gillette has chemicals in it. Oh my god! All right, most soy boys, most millennial men can't grow a fucking beard because they ain't got enough testosterone. Maybe they True. shave their pubes for their wifey poo or something. I don't know. Maybe that's what they could do. But uh, I think it's going to be mostly women who are going to then make up for it. And it could be something like Nike where they're not advertising to yeah. actual athletes. Right? They're advertising to losers. They use Kaepernick to advertise, look, we're the underdog. We're Nike. We're, our losers are winners in our world. In the Neo-America, losers are the winners. And it worked. Like every loser yeah. buys Nikes now. Because they want to be a loser, they are a loser like Kaepernick, right? And want right. to believe they're discriminated against, so it it may actually pay off. It, well, I mean, there's there is the old adage or whatever that there's no such thing as bad publicity, and they're getting a ton of it right now, just a ton. I will say that the the commercial was directed by a female, of course. Of course. Do we have the name of the female? Oh, I'd have to look it up in the article uh, that I found, but it was Kim something. Okay. But, and then the guy that. Um, the new CEO or the head of the Procter and Gamble hair grooming division or whatever. Well, I got him I right th- here. I'm, I'm going to go to, to, to step number two after we get this done. Gary Coombe, I think was his Gary name. Coombe. Yep. Oh and my I, God. This guy is just a pussy looking. Oh my God. Look at him. But I thought for sure that he would have been some new guy that was, since this is so different that he was, a, he just got the job in 2018. I'm like, wow, is this guy, you know, come from some other company and come into this one to, you know, shove his social nope. justice and warrior weight around. He's been with the company forever. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that, that sort of surprised me. Yeah. Here he is. Um, Gary Coombe leads Procter and Gamble's global grooming business, including the biggest shaving brands in the world, Gillette, Venus, Braun, and the art of shaving. The grooming business is responsible for 10% of company revenue. Saving in hundred. He joined in 1986. Sales representative, <clears throat> heart of a ba da ba ba da ba. Gary's passionate about co- passionate. God Almighty, when I am <laughs> king, anyone who uses that word will be killed. And passion originally meant the passion of the Christ, I think, which is you get fucking flayed alive, oh. <laughs> like you're 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 tortured and destroyed. That's passion. Passion wasn't <laughs> about love or the throes of passion. No, I think the origin, uh, the origins of the word were yeah, it's so intense, like the passion of the Christ. I think you know that it's his love was so uh, intense hey, for humanity. Here you that, go, here yeah. you go. Gary is a pe- is passionate about coaching the next generation of leaders in and outside of Procter and Gamble. He is a strong advocate of servant leadership and dedicates a lot of his time to coaching, leadership training, and guest lecturing at universities. He's an active champion of diversity and inclusion, acting as executive sponsor for Procter & Gamble's gender equality and LGBT affinity groups in Europe. They're putting politics ahead of profits. I, I know they're right, thinking that right. this is a marketing strategy, but um, and it could, it could still pay off, but if men actually grew some balls, you... Here's what it's sad. <clears throat> 
if men let this happen, if Gillette doesn't see a 50% drop in their sales, men will have then given the green light for yeah. all corporations to continue lecturing us about shit we didn't do. They're going to continue to get this moralizing, sermoning, and politicking in our day-to-day -day purchases of fucking razors. Because you men, I mean, what happened when when Japan killed 3,000 people at Pearl Harbor? What did we do? We unleashed hell. <laughs> we built the world's largest naval armada, set it across the world's largest ocean, Beat the shit out of the Japanese. We're fully prepared to invade. And even though we were willing to lose about 2 million people, we said, hey, you know what? Let's drop some nuclear fucking bombs on Let's them while we're vaporize them. Let's vaporize two entire fucking cities with 60,000 dead in the matter of half a second. And all that's what, and, and men died. They got shot up. They got burned alive. My grandpa was at Iwo Jima. It was not fun for neither horrible. men on either side. Yeah, horrible. And, yeah, horrible. And all you pussy soy boy men out there, and I'm talking to Republican libertarian types, all you guys got to do is not buy Gillette. You know what? You're not going to because it's too inconvenient. And so now, now, you know, thank God we don't speak Japanese or German because the World War II generation of real men prevented that from happening you guys can't even change and buy shit or bick uh so now we will have forever be lectured by corporations about politics and that's yep. the biggest cost to my freedom or my quality of living i'd say right now because they've got a passion you want to know the origin of passion <coughs> did you look it up yep it's okay, uh cool. the latin from the latin patty which means suffer Okay. So it is, it is a, it means suffering, basically. Suffering. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to look up, I got the Procter & Gamble corporate executives here. Gary Coombe is in charge of global grooming. He is not the CEO. That is a right. David S. Taylor, who's a different guy. Um, I am looking for their diversity and inclusion and cocksucking and CSR and mm -hmm. HR person. So they got a lot of, a lot of executives. Well, so they said. You said that his division's uh, responsible for only ten percent of the total revenue. Uh, no, I think I think shaving products are responsible for ten percent okay. of it. He's okay. in global grooming, which includes all the female Venus, which is Gillette's female version. Uh. Um, here's William P. Gibson, end-to-end -end packaging transformation and chief diversity diversity officer. That's weird. He's got like a dual role. He's packaging. like in supply. Well, he's in supply chain management, end-to-end -end packaging transformation, and chief diversity officer. It's like, <laughs> hey, Bill, hey, Bill, I know you're busy with the supply chain management stuff, but since you're the only black guy we got, uh, you want to be in charge? I mean, quite literally, I that's bet you that's sure. what it is. It's got to be. It's got to be. I just want to work on packaging. Can I just do that? Yeah. We'll give like, you this much more money if you do this, too. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hang on. Let me look at Bill. Uh, William is responsible for evolving Procter & Gamble's packaging strategy across an increasing complex array of products, markets, materials, and consumer hats. Yeah, that's a legit job. Right. Like He might, he might be busy. His hands might be full. Got to protect that product. Got to protect those razors. How much you want to bet that poor guy, he's just going along happy, you know, got a great career, <laughs> supply chain management. Hey, you're the black guy. Can you <laughs> like, the lion, like the lion, yeah. lethal weapon too. Lethal weapon too. But, but, but. 
you're black. <laughs> Here, here's the poor son of a bitch. An engineer by training. William yeah. believes that, that tackling tough challenges require facing reality, engages other in a mindset to create superior products, packages, businesses that, that delight customers while making workplace everyone's value, blah, blah, blah. Um, he joined in 85. Uh, Bachelor's of Science in Chemical Engineering. Huh, for packaging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy's had a yeah, he's he's legit. And yeah. so I don't think he's the real. I bet you he was shaking his head at this one. I bet you he was biting his tongue. There's the HR officer. Um see, here's what I don't get. Shalish G. Ginger Ricker, um, <clears throat> East Indian. Uh, president, Global Fabric Care, Fabric and Home Care Sector, and Executive Sponsor. Okay, legitimate uh, factor or aspect of uh, Gillette and Procter and Gamble. You think, right? Yeah, fabrics. Yeah, he's also in charge of global sustainability. Huh? What? How much you want to bet these guys? Like, hey, the government spent trillions on educating these kids on social justice warrior bullshit and replaced them with us. So they got them this official religion. You, Bill, you're the black guy. You're in charge of diversity. Hey, uh, Jukar, you're from India. You're in charge of global sustainability. Um, it's job protection. It's to make sure these upstarts don't don't take those jobs away from well, the people that have been there forever. <laughs> well, no, what it what it's saying is I bet you Procter and Gamble doesn't believe a, a, an ounce of this bullshit. They're like, hey, we need someone yeah, to make the millennials on. happy that we're, you know, <clears throat> watching our carbon foot footprint uh mike set up some fake website you know some site that page that that blathers on about how we watch out shit for the environment uh frank you do the same thing except uh, have it be for diversity inclusion and minorities and women and and uh, uh mikey you over there uh, you talk about uh, sustainability and all that other shit i don't care what your real job is we don't have time for this shit just just no you're not gonna right. have to work at all we're just gonna put it's all gonna be fake check that box uh, no. brand officer. Here's a gal group president, North American selling and market operations and executive sponsor. And then she's in charge of gender equality. Hmm. And she's kind of a butchy, ugly looking gal. And this is the only one I could actually find. Cause I thought there was going to be like one person at corporal social responsibility head with a background of just, you know, no real work. And this gal, <clears throat> So you're is, saying they're they're all legitimate people, but they've had they have this like other responsibility tacked onto tacked onto their title. Purely has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. it. They're covering it, that base. It's just for marketing. It's just for virtue signaling. Yeah. These guys have real jobs. Like, yeah, here's this gal. She got her degree in commerce back in 1983. So she joined Procter and Gamble in 1983. Uh, <clears throat> positions held. She was an analyst, systems analyst, customer manager, unit manager, district manager. So, so this gal has a real job. And this one, and uh, you know, my my mockery about her looking like a butch uh, lesbian is one thing. Uh, but she had a real job. And now, 2016, just two years ago. Oh, hey, by the way, Carolyn. Her name's Carolyn Tasted. Uh, Carolyn is passionate. She's passionate right. about diversity and inclusion. She's passionate. She suffers. She suffers over it. Yeah. She is executive sponsor of Procter Gamble's gender equality citizenship effort and leads Procter and Gamble's corporate women's leadership team. And that only huh. happened in 2016. I bet you, you know what? 
this is just cynical. This is a, every, everything about it is just fake. To hey, look at us. We're doing the right thing. We're checking that box. How how does it feel? I don't know if we got any women uh, listening in. Uh, we do have minorities. A fair amount, actually. What I, I'd love to see it in the chat room. That's got to piss you guys off that they just, what's the word, placate, talk down, yeah. pat you on the head? What's the word it's, I'm looking for? Condescending? It's, yeah, it's phony. It's just a front. It's a, you and, don't even know if they really believe it. I mean, they still want to just sh- sell you shit. That's all they want to do. Yeah, but what I'm saying is because they all have real jobs and very stellar oh, careers. Okay. Yeah, it obviously is just tacked on. It is just, yeah. oh yeah, us too. Yeah, we're totally down with the cause. It'd be like me walking in. Uh, I'm trying to think of something analogous. It'd be like me walking into a Black Panther meeting and say, "Hey, yeah, what up, guys? I'm with you too. I'm one of you guys. Down with the system, man. Yeah. Okay, I gotta get going. We'll see you. Bye. Yeah, it's." There's no legitimacy. None of these people actually believe it. Oh. It's just they said, hey, the dipshit millennials and the Gen Zers have been brainwashed and indoctrinated with this slop, and they won't buy it unless there's a fucking political statement attached to it. What the right. approved political statement is, is that men are bad and toxic yeah. masculinity. Throw those words around. Ba-da-da-da-da. Oh, and by the way, Amy, you're the diversity director. Frank, you're in charge of inclusion. Uh, Bob, uh, you're in charge of gender relations. And Amy, you're in charge of global. I don't care if you're the CPA. I don't care if you have financing. That's what you are. So it's all fake. It's all fake. And it's used just to lie to people to make them think like, we understand. We associate. We're down with you, bro. Imagine the whitest guy, guy, white guy that ever whited who was from YZ. And he had the cardigan sweater tied around him. And he went to like a rap concert. And actually, tra- that's what I'm picturing. These yeah. stuffy fucking corporate suits. Phonies. Yeah, phonies. phonies yeah. Frauds. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll and, see and if. It, it probably is just a cynical ploy because there are, you know, there is Dollar Shave Club. Um, there's a lot of competition now. Mm-hmm. And so they probably are just like, well, we got to do something to stand out here from the herd. Yeah. And let's do this. I mean, the best the man can get. We can do better than that. We can be the best we can be. We can, you know, start to try to wives? promote. Yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, not beat our wives. Not uh, wait a minute. Not go. <laughs> you know, I mean, all oh, that, that, the- that happens all the time now, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. <laughs> was that in the actual commercial? Yes, it was. Not whistling. We can't wolf whistle at women anymore, huh? Right. Yeah. No, it was. And- it's sort of. If you listen to the audio, I haven't seen the video. Uh-huh. It's very chaotic. It's very. It's just a mash of stuff, like just all thrown together with this overly dramatic music. And, of guys and, doing traditional guy shit or what? Well, it's just there's a narrator saying, you know, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. We should. Some people stand up. Some people don't. We should be talking about what doing the right thing. And they got all these little examples of bullying. Oh, boys will be boys. It's just they threw every. It was everything but the kitchen sink. Everything against men. But all the, the cliches. Actual, yes, yes, just cliches all over. Just everything thrown into it, like a like a radio signal that has everything all at once. I mean, I when you listen to the audio, it actually it it it's not very effective. Okay, because you can just it's almost like listening to it. You can see you can quote see through it. 
more than okay. I suppose what it actually looks like. Um, hmm. I didn't bother watching it. So I no, I, I it's so common now, uh, and it's right. so predictable. And uh, and I think you're right. I think our reaction is predictable too. I think they know. Oh, all these people are going to make a big deal about it, and nobody's going to care. They're just going to keep doing it. So it's just a bunch of free publicity. Well, there's and- no, there's no ramifications. There's no, there's no consequences for it. Literally. The left is untouchable. They can do anything. And so why not join that team? They can do anything. Dave, I've likened it. I don't know if, did you ever read the article I wrote about how um, <clears throat> corporate virtue signaling, why why they do it? And I, I like I, I seem I, to remember that, yeah. I liken the investments of trillions of dollars that the government has invested in brainwashing kids who are now adults, our generation even, about diversity and feminism and and uh maybe you know global warming uh, they basically made a government approved and ordained religion of different causes all of which are socialist in nature <clears throat> feminism global warming diversity whatever else um and i likened it to the trillions of dollars in today's dollars that the government has spent on the us interstate system and corporations are basically looking at this new religion, this infrastructure, if you will, this thought infrastructure, and they're saying, well, we could spend money building a brand name like the Energizer Bunny and making people laugh in a commercial, or these sheep, these NPCs, these automatons, you millennials and younger, are so brainwashed, <clears throat> and such a high percentage of them are brainwashed, to believe in this religion and to put it at the core of their value. Like that is really their religion. They have no other values. They've accomplished nothing else in their lives. The only thing they have is their education. Even that's worthless in two thirds of the instances. The only thing they have is their goddamn politics. And so they're going green. They're going organic. They're doing this. They're mm -hmm. doing that because it doesn't take anything. I'm for uh, equality. Well, Good for you. Or I'm against child abuse. Well, holy fucking brave stance, Batman. Really? Right. You're against child abuse. I'm against cancer. Holy shit. Uh, but then <clears throat> when corporations say, look, these dipshits, these morons believe they have value because they buy organic or they buy it because there's a political cause. All we got to do is attach to the approved political cause and they'll buy it. And what are they really buying? Are they buying shavers? Are they buying Gillette shaving cream? No, they're they're buying. Yeah, they're buying a a, mer a badge. They're buying a, a an award. They're buying a worth. Pin, a little pin to put on their their uniform, yeah. their social justice uniform. It's it's almost like those Catholic indulgences, except it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like <clears throat> the indulgences were to forgive you of a sin. Buying from these social justice warrior advertised products is buying your way out of actually working and accomplishing something of value in life. Like you don't have to work. You just have to buy something that's moral and politically correct. And therefore you're a good person. It's like, no, you're just a lazy, no good fuck who never wanted to work hard in the first place. And you're such a lazy, no good, worthless fuck. You will go and buy shit because of their politics, because that avoids in your mind, 
that may allows you to avoid morally avoid the responsibility of working and supporting your own goddamn ass. It's so there, I'll tell you a little story that that's right in line with this. Back when I wrote, when I was writing fiction, I was in a writer's group mm-hmm. and they were mainly um, leftists in there. And one of them was published and a pretty successful mystery writer here in Minnesota. And, um, and this was when uh, the Dixie Chicks came out and criticized the Bush administration. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are people ago, that were boycotting them, but then there were all of a sudden a bunch of these leftists that, oh, the Dixie Chicks. And so I, we were reading an example, a, a, a sample chapter from this published writer who was you know, a part of our group and showing us her stuff to get feedback. And what does the main character have on her wall to show how hip she is? To, uh, for a poster of a the band, Dixie. of course it was the Dixie Chicks, and I read that I'm just rolling my eyes because that's what the left does. The left, when when somebody takes a quote stand like this, then all of a sudden, like the lemmings that they are, they all start supporting that. They all start saying that same thing or whatever. So I'm sure you'll see some something with Gillette here. There, you'll see something yeah. where the left will start. I don't know what they'll do, <laughs> but it'll it'll involve Gillette somehow that to show their support, to show their solidarity with the with the in the struggle. But then look at how easily duped. See, maybe maybe I gotta tip my hat to these corporations. Remember 10, 15 years ago how it's the evil corporations, man. Yeah, yeah. And yep. now these corporations have yep. duped these <laughs> fucking sheep and turned it around. Them. They turned it around. They got these goddamn leftists to actually think because now that you buy Nike, you're down with the cause and you're against racism. If you buy from Gillette, you're against men beating their wives. Yeah, they're supporting corporations now. They're supporting. They're supporting corporations now. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, next you'll see is uh, what Dupont saying something, or yeah. or like uh, who's who's the ones that Monsanto. Monsanto will come out and virtue signal about corn or whatever. My favorite (laughs) and my all-time favorite, I even wrote an article about it, uh, Tex Rillerson when he was in charge, he was CEO of Exxon. Exxon came out with their corporate social responsibility or their environmental responsibility page. Uh Uh And I'm like, dude, just give it the fuck up. Don't even, you're Exxon. These people, these leftists have such a hard-on hatred boner for you there's nothing you 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 get oil. You're big oil. You're the biggest private sector oil company there ever was. Don't even bother with this shit. You're not going to convince them because oil, by its nature, is like totally anti-environment. There's you you couldn't. It'd be like a church coming or Satan coming up with a pro-church advertisement. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like you're the antithesis of the cause. But all these other you know non-blatantly you know big oil or banking. Uh, they, you know, consumer products, they can get away with it. You know, Target, we're like, we just love the trans and you could use whatever bathroom you want. And it, it will probably work because their product is not necessarily uh, uh, anti-leftist or anti-environment. And it's got to be something where there's a choice to, you know, there's a choice to buy one brand over another. The whole idea of branding with oil, is there really any branding that goes no, on? Not no, really. Yeah, you know, no. you just, you need to fill up your fucking car. You go to the nearest place and fill it up. I mean, there's not really any, oh, I only go to Exxon or I only go to I'm a British whatever. petroleum man. That's 
<laughs> Sinclair. I like those. I like those green dinosaurs. I always go there. No, there's not real. There's not really any anything there. But yeah, if you're able to set yourself apart from the pack, where there's kind of the illusion of choice, where there's at least a few where people can choose from, they'll be all over. Like you said, well, all over what's easiest. Yeah. What's the easiest way to get attention to get loyalty? When it's not based on the actual quality of the product, it's it's that you're a good person or that what? you're moral or that you're whatever. What are these yeah. people going to do who are so easily duped into buying a product because it virtue signaled the correct leftist policy? Like, what's that person's life like? You, you have so, <laughs> yeah, you have so little going on. You're actually swayed to go buy razors now at Gillette because yeah. you, because it makes you feel good. Like that's, that's actually something that's a part of your day. You point to that as, Hey, that's, that's the sunshiny moment of my day when I decided to become a Gillette man, or I'm going to buy a uh, Starbucks because they have conversations about race. Where you actually are, you feel good about yourself because you changed your consuming behavior. Not even consuming behavior, but you just bought from a different place mm-hmm. because they told you what you wanted to hear. Like, how little else do you have? Because I don't know about what was, DT. What was the greatest accomplishment? What was the the height of your day? The peak of your day uh, today? 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 Yeah, accomplishment. What did you do mm. that you were proud of? Or you <laughs> looked at? So this is the best part of the day. Uh just my kids this morning. Yeah. Okay. That's the, the best part of the day is just seeing how great they are. You were a dad. Yeah. Yeah. You got to spend time with them. Right. Yep. At the bus yeah. stop. Yep. Okay. So you had kids and you're a good father. That's, that's something to be, you know, proud of. No, exactly. it's not something yeah. to be proud of. Right. <clears throat> There's accomplishment there. You know what my, probably my peak uh, achievement of the day was? Um, not getting too angry at me for being late. No, no, no. It was going <laughs> to the gym. I hit the gym okay. and I proved my physical health. Yep. Now, are, are these accomplishments going to save the world or usher us into a new uh, era of nirvana? It's saving the world one heartbeat at oh, a time. God, oh, my. <laughs> I, I, did, it, did it matter? Did it really matter? No, no, it doesn't. No, but on a, on a small level, it was... It did somewhat matter. Your children are going to grow up to be better children, better uh, grounded children. You have the love of your children. I have gotten physical health. This is not, again, we didn't cure cancer or anything, but those are actual tangible improvements. Health and stronger families. What the fuck does the (laughs) average leftist who decides that I'm going to go shop at Gillette now that and that's their that's the best thing. How sad is the rest of their life? What other accomplishments or achievements do they have in their life? Because they were convinced by a man hating commercial to go shop at Gillette. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's very shallow. It's very uh, for that stuff, but it works. I mean, it works all kinds of ways. This stuff works. I was just gonna say, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather have it back in the good old days where somebody had that little triangle guest symbol on their ass and that was the status symbol rather than the, all this bullshit that we're dealing with today? I'd almost I'd almost prefer the whole snobby clothes thing that we had to grow up with than this shit. I I don't know. I'm thinking they're They've just traded, right? They've yeah, they've just traded. I was going to say they're they're equally evil, but in different ways. I don't right. think they're both immoral. 
People are sheep. Um, people they try who, to shame you for not. If you oh, didn't you, buy you, it, you were yeah. shamed. Right. Yeah. You were hated. I think the only thing different is corporations weren't lecturing you or sermonizing you or accusing you of shit you didn't do. I think that's so I would say uh yeah, it's worse now. It's worse now, but yeah. the but the product and everything no, it's equally evil and bad. It's equally uh, preying on the stupid and the sheep. But the fact that I got to be accused of shit or implied uh and there's just this tiring hypocritical bullshit. Um where it's oh men are bad and whites are bad and capitalism is bad even though we're a corporation and I'm just so sick of having politics in with my products right. and so yeah it's it's worse now it's where I mean it was bad back in the eighties we're like yeah you have Cavarishi jeans or whatever but this is this is bullshit because at least Cavarishi didn't make a commercial saying do you have you don't have Cavarishis well you suck and you're a fucking racist <laughs> you're sexist and you hate women you beat them. Yeah, you know, you're toxic. And, and Cavarishi never said that about me. Guess yeah. Jeans never said that about me. Only slave owners don't own Cavarishi <laughs> Jeans. Uh, you know, what was it? France, Mirth, Gerbode, or Girth, Gerbode? Ger, Ger, yeah, Gerbods, Gerbode. Ger, yeah. Gerbods or Gerbos? It was. I think they were called Gerbos. Yeah. Gerbos, yeah. You don't French. own Gerbos? Well, I guess you like beating up black people. You know, I mean, that's the modern day shit of what this crap is. Yeah. Gerbos. Ger, Instead of a tag on your ass, it's over your dick. I mean, that, that was the only difference with Gerbos. I think that their tag was right was over right your crotch. Was that it? I think it was right over your dick. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so glad those 80s. <laughs> hey, and 90s I see you're wearing were. your bows today. And then, you know what? Happy? To, to show you how hypocritical Gen X is, because I know we slam on the millennials and the boomers here, but Gen X is no better. Uh, 1993, it all went away. Kurt Cocaine yep. came in, and then, yep. dude, man, I'm going to Ragstock now. I was like, wait a yep. minute. I thought all this clothes was the coolest fucking shit that we had to have. No, man. Like, I got ripped jeans that are pre-ripped, and, like, it's all about minimalism now, man. I'm like, I'm going to push you guys in Puget Sound and fucking drown you. <laughs> Hope a hungry whale eats you. You know, it's just, oh, the, God. The music went from guitarists that actually knew how to play their instruments to people just raking them. Just rah. <laughs> It was very frustrating, at least for metal fans, I think. The whole grunge era, era was kind of frustrating. The grunge era... Well, look, the, the metal hair good. band... The metal some, hair band was not all that great either. Well, some of them were very technically gifted. Very, very Van Halen, yeah. I'll give you yeah. that. Extreme, um, extreme. Nuno Betancourt, just fantastic. Um, okay, yeah. Even yeah. like bands like Aerosmith and... Aerosmith, yes. Yeah. I'm not saying these musicians weren't talented, but... You know, take Kiss or Slayer. Um, they they were masterful businessmen and showmen before they were musicians. That's what that was. Guns and Roses. Huh. That was showmanship. That wasn't musicianship. That was showmanship. Uh, uh, these slash slash is pretty good. I'm not good. saying They're they good. weren't talented musicians. I'm just They're saying good first, yeah. first and foremost, it, you know, especially yeah, attitude yeah. or showmanship. Yeah, it the eighties hair band had more in common with wrestling, professional quote professional wrestling, with the fake pomp and circumstance, especially in the eighties, than anything to do with actual wrestling and actual music. And then grunge was just 
Gen X saying, fuck it. We don't want to try anymore. And we're all emo and we're depressed and sad. Yeah. Right. And, and this guy he talks to me, man. He knows how I feel. <laughs> man, like it's all sad. And yeah, it went, it went sad, from, man. it went from huh? singing about sex and drugs, drugs and partying and all that yeah. kind of stuff to suicide. To suicide. <laughs> and then thankfully some of the uh, actual musicians delivered on their promise yeah they sure did oh boy and i i actually i really like chris cornell that was that he's he's chris, he was, was a good chris songwriter cornell? and singer i thought but um, who was chris cornell what band was he, he was with? the most recent one he was the sound garden guy that killed himself what recently yeah i think you 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 were uh you were posting oh i have no idea who this guy is and good for me i don't know who he is um and well, that was like three four years ago yeah, he didn't kill himself in the 90s no, he did not kill himself in the 90s. Oh, no. All right, all right, no. All right. Kirk Cocaine did. Yes, he did. He blew Amy his head Winehouse, like, still considering that that group. Oh, things are so emotional and problematic, man. I got millions of dollars and I'm cute and people like me. I got to end it. Like, good, get, just get the fuck out of here. Oh. Well, Ernest Hemingway killed himself, right? I think he was bored. Incredibly yeah, I mean, some bored. Of these, some of these artistic types, yeah, I think they just they take life really, really seriously. I think. Well, why would they kill themselves if they took life really, really seriously? Because they're just sick of it. They're they they're like looking at it like how we look at life. Like, man, these people just fucking they're lame, they're stupid, they're whatever. This isn't the way that it should be. This is just a load of shit. I'm out of here. I think that's why yeah. Hemingway did. He just kind of okay. like, yeah, I'm bored. What if Hunter S. Thompson was it at the same way? Or he was like terminally ill and in pain, wasn't he? I don't remember that one. Yeah. I I can see that because I won't lie to you, I you know there's times where I'm just like, fuck, where the hell is everyone? Like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, right? Where I'm kind of like, okay, am I gonna go on another hike again? Am I gonna go for another motorcycle ride? And um, it's, it's anybody, just kinda... I think anybody who's honest with themselves and that mm-hmm. is like a deep thinking person is the thought crosses your mind, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Every once in a while, I, I'm like, yeah, you know, when my kids are all grown up, uh. Yeah, I can get taken at any time. I don't care. You know, I won't be that sad if I get the diagnosis after my kids are out of the house and I've done my job and and all that. You know, it might be time to move on. So, you know, I think I think it's sort of normal. But I always tell. I mean, you run into on Facebook, you run into people who are suicidal and shit like that. And I, I always, I always like you got to stick around just to see what happens next. You know, I it's entertaining. you know, I have, yeah, I agree with you. I have no patience or tolerance because I get clients. Yeah, fucking 23 living at home. Dad ain't around. I'm a loser. I've thought about killing myself. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. You didn't even give it a shot. You didn't even give right. it a try. I was half the time I say, pull the fucking trigger. All right, <laughs> knock it off. Stop, stop pussyfooting about it. Stop. Life junction. I'm not good with girls. I'll fucking die fucking die all right nobody wants you you'll no one's gonna miss you and you're just gonna have this miserable fucking existence all right get the fuck out of here and you're not like and you're not and welcome to the party pal there's nothing really unique about that really yeah i mean and and, and then what (laughs) life sucks (laughs) what did the nerds do well most of you should have hopefully you hit the gym you got up you went out you banged and you found out it still fucking sucked but it's here it's something to do and you and me and you know pretty much everyone in our cadre of of colleagues uh we have found some kind of point meaning and purpose in life um 
But I would say the difference between Mr. Fucking Emo Boy fucking jerking off the porn all the time uh, versus a, a cerebral man like uh, Ernest Hemingway or ourselves. Ernest Hemingway maybe contemplated it a little bit more seriously uh, than I – well, obviously he did. But you you do kind of – kind of like, God, you know, really? Another day of this? You know, and, and, you know, you got, and that's part of life is you got to find a new thing. Oh, you got to write yeah. a new book. You got to do this. You got to try a new hobby. You got to find new people, new friends, but boy almighty. The other thing I'll tell you this, especially, I don't know how old people do it. I, I could totally see like 60 years old. It, kids are out, whatever. I could see it. Just, I'm done with this. The novelty wears off with life. Like I look at my nieces, the little three-year-old recently turned three. Everything is amazing. Everything's awesome. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Like a puzzle, a puzzle of the United States. And she right. puts it together and she fixes it. She fixes it. Look, I fix it. I fix it. And then she'll grab a, an apple. Look, apple, apple. I'm like, yeah, holy shit. You're more excited about an apple than I am the prospects of having a job of banging big titted, hot, redheaded women. You know, <laughs> I, you are more excited about that apple. Right. right. But yeah, you know, hey, yeah, here it's kind of like, yeah, an apple. All right, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, across the country twice on a motorcycle, three times if you include east west. Oh, yeah, another, another to go. I mean, it's it, the novelty. And after you live a while, there's not a lot left, unless you're a billionaire, like, oh, I wonder what it's like to fly an F 16, or I sure would like to own a, an aircraft carrier group. I mean, you start running out of new shit to do. Yeah. I always, I, I if you're ever bored, just turn on Science Channel when they're talking about space, and you'll mm -hmm. immediately not be bored. That's that's sort of my cure. Is just, man, it, if I can keep learning stuff, then life's always interesting. I'm I still will learn something all, all the time. Like, uh, well, here's here's a little here's a little uh, tidbit um, that I found to be where it kind of locked everything into place for Minnesota. So, yeah. um, if you look into the the Dakota Indian War. That happened in Minnesota. Seventy-two. Yeah, it was a, it was over a few years. Um, and, it wasn't last week, right? And what it was during the Civil War, and and look into the war. It, the, the way that it's portrayed is not actually the way that it happened, mm -hmm. with all the you know things that happened. You know, whitey bad now, of course. But if you look into the actual history, it makes a lot more sense. But the reason why Minnesota started voting Democrat is because uh after the war they were going to they sentenced like 300 400 in uh dakota warriors to death okay and abraham lincoln looked at their sentencing and commuted most of their sentences except for like 39 people and the 39 that they hung were was the largest mass execution in u.s history right. and that's the reason why Minnesota stopped voting Republican is because they were pissed off at Lincoln that he did not kill more of the Indians that that killed all the Minnesota. Oh, the good old Democrat so, Party. So it's just it's just it, it all locked into place. It's like, why did Minnesota start voting Democrat? So like, oh, sure, it makes total sense well, that maybe, oh, Lincoln maybe, didn't kill enough that, Indians. Maybe that election cycle, I I think a lot of it has to do with the pussy Pollyannish Swedish. Norwegian oh, sure. uh, culture that's but there's here always, now. But there's always something that it, they definitely mentioned that Minnesota had voted for Abraham Lincoln and then uh -huh. they didn't. And, and then so, they did. Okay. I you know, see sometimes that, it can be something as, as small as that, that kind of like turns the tide.
type mm-hmm. of thing. And so I found that to be the cynical part of my brain goes, oh, it just figures, just figures. Well, the, <laughs> the, the pursuit of the slaves down south and, and you know miss some payment you know the government missed some payments to uh, for to the indian tribes and the indian tribes decided to break the treaties and kill a bunch of settlers up here and and minnesota wanted revenge for all the the bloodshed and and they were, they they didn't get it so they started voting democrat <laughs> well the the pursuit of knowledge like that i go into history more than i do science um yeah. because the problem when i go on the way i take in uh this new knowledge or the research is through YouTube channels that'll convert to MP3. And so when you search for space, it immediately starts recommending all this conspiracy bullshit where it's like yeah. Egypt was the place the 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 aliens landed and the pyramids are jet things and blacks were the true Egyptians and they were from a it's like just just tell me about gravity and the speed of light. Okay, just tell me about black holes. Right. And so um, I do they enjoy. Should, <clears throat> yeah. hmm. They should actually be able to put like those space shows on audio because it's really the visuals help your imagination, mm-hmm. but there's no real visuals that are telling you anything on those space shows. It's always people talking about the concepts that really get the information across. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there are any like the universe or how the universe works. That's just the audio, but I bet you that. No, no, no. You can, you can download the MP4 from YouTube. You download the yeah. video file and you put it into a audio editing file and it just rips the audio off. And you save okay. it as an MP3. Yeah. So if so, those are out there, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I've, I've consumed, I've consumed scores of them. The uh. problem is like not to, I know this is going to sound so arrogant and cocky. Space is simple. It's gravity. It's Newtonian physics. It gets a little bit difficult with the laws of relativity uh, and space time uh, and quantum mechanics. That's where I start to lose it a little bit. But okay, yeah, gravity, uh, mass attracts more mass. Okay, you get enough, you get a a, a nuclear reaction. And then you got a sun. And if it gets too big, it falls by its own way. Maybe it forms a black hole and singularities. I get all that. And then a lot I get of it, all that. Yeah. No, I do. It's not. It's not that hard. It's. I understand. Uh, I can even understand how tears in space-time fabric can occur and potentially lead to other uh, parts of of the universe. I can even begin to understand the Big Bang theory, although I don't necessarily agree with it. I can understand it. Um, but when they start talking about like this or that, that and this, there's not been. There's been some new stuff discovered in the past 20 years. Like there's some things about Jupiter that they didn't know or that they thought they knew was completely wrong. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But then, you know, the next, they always came out with these articles. A new planet's been found at a, at a light, a star system, a hundred thousand light years away. (laughs) And it's like, oh, did you do the oscillation thing where the planets uh, warp? Blocks the light. The, the yeah. blocks the light, and that's like every fucking star system ever. <laughs> like this is the hundred. Stop million. ruining it for. Stop ruining it for me, Clary. But, no, but <laughs> I just you learned know about that. the. I just learned about the uh, uh, the kilonovas. Not the same. They always used to think that gold was created in a supernova, uh-huh. and after they did all their math, they concluded, well, that's that's what the, there wasn't enough. It that it wouldn't work. And so then they then they uh, did the math and observed a kilonova, I guess, mm-hmm. and realized that they would be happening more often than we thought. And that's actually what what uh, creates gold in What's that the uh, reaction. A supernova and a kilonova. 
Kilanovas are two neutron stars colliding and oh. then exploding. So. so it's a supernova. It's just triggered by two just stars. It's a lot colliding. bigger. It's just a lot okay, bigger, a lot bigger. more dense, okay. a lot more neutrons. Because I guess, you know, for these heavy elements, you need a lot of neutrons. So right, they just right. couldn't get that to work. And, you know, supernovas work for carbon and iron and all those kind Maybe of cold lighter. or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the heavier ones need a much denser um, right. star. So once again, I'm right. Gravity, two hugely dense masses of neutron stars. That's just cool. It's cool thinking about how how dense something can be. Um, Uh, It was a really, really big explosion. Yeah. You know that big explosion we talked about, the supernova? (laughs) Yeah. It's bigger than that. Stop ruining it for me. It's the same physical principle. (laughs) A lot. Really, really big explosion. You know that explosion in Die Hard? It's like that one, but it's the bigger one in Die Hard too. All right, so so learning about space is the same as watching Deadliest Catch, where you watch them pull no, in the crab again no, and again and again, no. but still it's exciting no, to see that pot filled with crab. There is something new in space. There's something new, novel, to to satiate the curious human mind. Uh, so yeah. I will occasionally drop in on the space thing, but after a while it's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then you get the... The guy who's like the aliens guy, he's like, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was but, aliens. You know, with the bald guy? Yeah, the ancient aliens guy. Ancient aliens, right. Uh, did, did ancient Egyptians have the ability to fly? It could be. And I, uh, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> so then I go to history, and history is a lot more interesting. But even there, I'm starting to, like, I'm actually starting to figure it out. Like, yeah, okay, we started with the, with the, not the Hittites, the, um, Mesopotamians, uh, and then uh, then you got the Egyptians and the Assyrians, and then uh, the uh, the Ro- Greeks and the Roman Empire and Corinthians, and then the medieval area, and then then uh, free fall and the Muslims came and invaded here and there, and the Moors, and then the Enlightenment, and oh my God, bubonic plague, and hey, let's not let's kill each other over Protestantism versus Catholicism. Uh, we're getting the fuck out of here. We heard there's some colonies across the Atlantic, and then it's that's you know it's like oh okay, yeah history rip. History does not repeat, but it sure does rhyme, right? That's the it whole does. thing you discover. Yeah. Yep. It does. Same story over and over again. Yeah. But I do find things interesting in, in history and, and all that. But yeah, when you when you start going out into the into the real world, it's like right now, after this, it's kind of like, all right, well, everyone's gonna be asleep over on Central Standard Time. And it's like, oh, I could go and and I think <laughs> I'm I've actually I'm in Vegas, but I don't gamble. I don't drink. It's kind of like this. Yeah, what are you doing there? Well, I'm going to play video games. scorpions. Well, no, those guys are hibernating. I don't even have my friends, the scorpions, that hunt down. It's like Batman and the Joker. Like, you know, it's like the Joker, Batman went away. Did you ever see that episode, the cartoon Batman? Uh, No. 1990s? I like that cartoon, but I must have missed that one. It was great. There's one instance where... um. Uh, Bruce Wayne decided to lure the Joker out or he was playing some kind of three-dimensional chess and he just went missing and people were speculating where's Batman and then the Joker goes into this huge depression because he (laughs) he has no one to fight against and and uh Harley Quinn comes in hey Mr. J you want to go rob a bank and he's like no you go ahead I'll just stay here (laughs) but yeah it's kind of like oh we got this you know, so I've been playing video games um, on Xbox 360 because the games are dirt cheap now. Right. And um, it's been so long since I've played some of them that I don't remember them. So it's like playing them for the first time again. But mm. 
yeah, there's not a, yeah, it's, you got it. You got it. I'll tell you, I'm warning you guys now, if you ever get successful and you don't have kids, uh, and you st- I don't know how retired people do it. My God, I don't know how they do right. it. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but you've got to keep your mind occupied. Like my grandma is 92. I don't know how she does it. I do not know how she does it, but she's like active and participating and playing cards and all that. The problem is she's, she's got the benefit. There's all these old retired people who are looking for stuff to do at my age. My God, you can't find a, a, a 30 something or a 40 something. Cause they all got jobs or something like that. They're working or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Anything left in the super chat? There was one, I believe. Oh, wait. Uh, two. Let's see. Rita Bradford for five bucks says when affirmative action hires can't actually perform, they get a fake job. There's a lots of, <laughs> not even with affirmative action hires. There's a lot of fake jobs oh, out there. Yeah, I would say yeah, there's, I, I remember a lot of people don't want to fire people because it's too traumatic for the boss. Uh, so right. they'll pigeonhole people into like some worthless field or profession where they weren't, they won't cause no damage like right. HR. Oh, wait. And then they ruin the entire life. Keep them busy. Keep them over there. Make work. Yeah. yeah. And then Atham had a $2 another, uh, donation. Thanks, mm-hmm. Atham. Says, DT, that's what keeps me in this life. Curiosity. So, yep. yep. And on point there. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's call it a day. Uh, Sounds good. I'm sure you got to go to work tomorrow. Uh, if you guys want to help out with the podcast, you can always go ahead and share this podcast with other people. We're always trying to reach out to younger brothers and younger sisters out there and people who just like good conversation. So if you like the show, go ahead and share that on your Facebook or your social medias. If you'd also like to help out the uh, website or website, the podcast financially, you could do three things. DT, what are those three things they can do? To help out the webs, uh, the, if they want to give me money, if they want to give, if they want to give you money, money, Amazon affiliate. Why is that the best way? Because they get something doesn't cost them any extra. Doesn't cost they them can, any extra. You just now, if they get a to, commission. Yeah. Now, if they wanted to piss away their money and get absolutely nothing in exchange except for warm fuzzies, what could they do? Patreon. They could go to Patreon, and then also, uh, hmm. Patreon takes like thirteen percent. Right. PayPal, yeah. I guess. PayPal, yep. So they have a donation button as well. And you can all find that by going to olderbrother.com slash donate. You'll see the three links, one to PayPal, one to Patreon, one to Amazon. Uh, the best way, if you really want to help out, do all your online shopping through that Amazon link. You just click on it, and you just start shopping. That's it. That's all you have and to you do. And you need to be on a computer. 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 <laughs> you need to actually be on a computer. Yes, not the phone. But it's right. so much easier on. You know who the people are who say, "But it's so much easier on the app." The people that buy Gillette razors. It's the same pussies who can't say, "I'm not buying Gillette no more." Saying, right. "Well, the Starbucks is right there," mm-hmm. but I like Apple. It's just though. Target's like- better than Walmart. Target's better than Walmart. It's right. cleaner. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so you can go ahead and do all the Amazon sh- all your online shopping through that Amazon link. And then if you want to donate, the links to uh, PayPal and Patreon are there as well. I'm kind of curious. I'm wondering what we got for Patreon. Hang on. Patreon.com slash Aaron Cleary. Still have yet to get pinups there. What are we up to now? 117. We're still at $117 a month, which is pretty cool, actually. 
Yeah, DT, breaking hundred. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm here. We're breaking hundred. And then um, I do want to start throwing up more pinup girls. He had the original pinup model there, and then uh, Jesse Price was kind enough to send a couple photos over. If you're a pretty girl, and you want to send some pinups so I can get more money on my Patreon, give the guys something to look at. Go ahead, email me over to Asshole Consulting, and then uh, that'll be it. Uh, anything on your end there, DT? Anything to plug? I'm still not doing anything really. It's the happy nihilist dot or happy nihilist dot net is mm-hmm. still up. And uh, you can find all my old podcasts at blackbrigade.org if you're interested in that. Uh, but nothing new yet. Good, good. Well, you're just working and being a father. How dare you? Yeah, I'm, it's all it's all percolating. It's all compiling. It's all you know, uploading in the back your, there. And your kids are going to be out of the house in what, eight years? Uh yes, yep both. Of I them. think we've known each other for about eight years, haven't we? It's been it's close to that. I would yeah. say. Yeah, they're going to be gone so quick, and then you're going to be like doing so many podcasts. You'll be like, "Hey Claire, <laughs> you want to go hike? Hey, you want to go fish?" I'll be like, "Nah, I'm busy. I'm lying around here doing nothing, not cooking dinner for my wife because I, I don't do that. I'm yeah, clean yeah, the shower." It, it, yeah, I mean, time time does. It's it's totally true. Time speeds up as you get older. So you just got to make the best of what you got right now. And, and you won't regret it. You won't regret making the best of what you got right now. I'm glad we had such a, such a high note to leave off of here. Such a happy note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for everybody listening. Uh, We'll have this uploaded. I'll probably go to the cigar lounge and upload this and get this done. DT, thank you very much for being on the show. Everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, why don't you take us out the appropriate older brother, uh, a cappy cap way there, DT. A cappy, not the Black Brigade way of uh, dismissed. But you can do that too, yeah. But then, how do we take everybody out otherwise? I'll, I'll say dismissed and toodles. Toodles. <laughs>